guys we are live sorry we're a little, we're a little bit late we we had a little bit of technical difficulties and um we are ready to roll now we are so excited uh we have comedian actor matt walsh bears fan grew up in illinois he's going to come on the show and join us in just a minute along with a very special man named fireman pete who is the entire reason why this has even happened so guys uh, how are you doing tonight awesome man i'm excited uh a little upset with the uh the game from last week but watching yeah. 22 on it so just gotta let it go and, and they gotta work on a lot of things still all the way around the coaches the players everybody man. a lot to do my monday was ruined i know that much it was completely ruined <laughs> PJ, how you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm hearing I'm hearing like an echo or something. Are you? I don't hear it on my end. Let me see. Been, uh, it could have been brief because for some reason my volume that I had everything down on that, went off. Is that, is that better now? Is it sound any better now? No. Blah 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 blah. It's like a it's like going to repeat. Because I'm, really? I'm hearing you, then I'm hearing when you say the same thing five seconds later. Oh, that's weird. Go to your edit mic settings on your screen there, little three dots, and see if you can fix it. Okay. Do you see that? <laughs> Here we are working out technical difficulties. Yeah, right. it now you started, have, as it we just, go live, now you say this? It, it just started, though. <laughs> Of course it did. That's what's, what's supposed to happen in a night like yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, fuck this cold open. You guys ruined it, man. I mean, come on. Let's just kick this shit off, Walt. Bears country. Where is it? Hello, BCG. You know with BCP? You know with Funky there, brother. Yeah, you, know, you, you just need some bell bottoms and some longer hair, maybe a fro, and you could be back in 72. I've given you these, <laughs> I've given you these, I've given you these. You know, I just can't make you guys happy. And nobody wants any of them, man. None of them. So quit giving so much. So One of these days, I am gonna <laughs> get this right. You guys are going to be like, that's the dance. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's going to happen one of these days. I, I, I keep telling them, Pete. I don't know if we got that much time left there, brother. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Rhythm and shorty does not go along. Uh, oh, oh, wow. There's a no relation. 
patient's foster who said says that it's awesome or something, man. What did I do? Awesome dancer. It's it's only because I'm pushing 50, man. I, I used to be able to dance really well in my 20s. Okay, okay. This is how we do it. Put up Why what, do people put up deceive what, themselves? Put up what Kitty said, and that says it all. This is what I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? We're, we're, we're okay, Peach, because we only got to deal with it for like a minute a week. So okay. we got it made, brother. We got it made. You said it all. Kitty, for putting that in perspective, I really appreciate her perspective on that. Well, it looks like I'm, move, looks like I'm moving in with Aldo. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, you doing, Kitty? I have a spare bedroom. Are down there for you? <laughs> Look, John Cooper's backing it up. He, he, he went to high school with me. He knows I could dance in the 90s. Yeah, that was about three decades ago, bro. I think I think John I think John might have been a little high in those few years in the nineties. He has Sorry, a little, John. He has I a time lapse. Well guys Just don't give him so much confidence. Enough of my amazing dancing. Let's uh everybody is excited because we, this is a big show tonight. Um and I wanna I cannot wait to get into it. Uh first off. Uh, let's bring on our first guest, Fireman Pete. Fireman, Pete. Fireman Pete. How's it going, Woody? What are you guys doing? <laughs> What's happening? We're just, we're just trying to learn to dance over here. Uh, don't come for me for that kind of help. <laughs> well, there's some of us who are learning how to dance, while there's others who's watching someone learning how to yes. dance. <laughs> And those people watching are just having mental breakdowns weekly. Yeah, these glasses I got on, they're, uh, they're actually opaque. I, I was told not to see anything that was happening. <laughs> smart man. Smart Fireman man. Pete comes through again. Man, I'm telling you, smart man. Smart Fireman Pete, I would love, I, I wanted to bring you on first to thank you so much uh, for making this possible. Um just through contacts that Kitty Cat here, my wife has just in the film industry um, and being able to get in touch with you with being friends with Matt. I wanted to bring you on first and thank you very much for making this night possible. Thank you. You know, no problem at all. Uh, anything to help out a fellow Bear fan. All right. And I knew once Matt agreed to do it, I had to bring you on too. We had to get Fireman Pete on the show. We can well, talk about more of that later. We'll see if you still think that after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, should we get the drum roll ready? For Mr. Matt Walsh. Hey. hey. I can't believe I finally made it. It's <laughs> hey. a big get. I love it. I'm, I'm honored to be on the show. Well, thank Walsh. you. Thank you for coming, man. Thank you. I appreciate Much it. Appreciated. Much. We're Very honored nice. to have you. Uh, I'm psyched to be on Bears Country, man. Big fan. Cool. Wait, since we have you both here, I want to add you guys to the opener. Can I get each one of you to say separately, you down with BCP? Go ahead first, Fireman. You down with BCP? <laughs> Washi, go. You down with BCP? Yes. Thank Man. you, guys. Yeah, you know me. Well, I didn't know I could gesture. <laughs> <laughs> one take. 
I can't believe you got Fireman Pete to come out of hiding. He's got a lot of problems with law officials. No, listen, uh, I, I'm kind of in disguise right now because uh, I'm calling it from an undisclosed location, and I may or may not be at work right now. So uh -huh. I've known Fireman Pete forever. He's a diehard Bear fan, like myself. He's king of the South End Zone, but he's considered a terrorist by some teams that we have played. Specifically, the Green Bay Packers nemesis. He has pulled pranks. He's climbed into locker rooms. He's let scorpions out on team buses who are playing us. Uh, um, he's cut, I mean, tell him. They were not scorpions. They were spiders. There's okay. a difference. <laughs> and most people don't mind a few hundred thousand spiders. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was told it broke concentration a little bit, and we did win that week, as I recall. Yeah, you're definitely <laughs> the 12th man on the field, I'd like to say. What type of spiders were they? Uh, well, half of them were tarantulas, and half of them were uh, brown recluse that I've uh, been growing for the last 15 years in my shed. Oh, so they were big ones. Well, the, the tarantulas were big and uh, kind of hairy, but uh, they're closer. Yeah, they're less noticeable, especially so why when they're inside like a helmet lining. You don't see them. So uh, why didn't you release them for this past game? Well, <laughs> I didn't think we would need them. I, I actually I had a backup plan. Uh, a friend of mine works over at Rush Presbyterian St. Luke's in the COVID ward. And I've been collecting COVID air from some of the patients. I've asked people to uh, blow up balloons and, <laughs> and saved. And not all of them had the lung power to fill up a balloon, but the ones who could. And I was going to yeah. send a bouquet of COVID balloons to the Packers locker room and then pop them inside the locker room. Um, but there were some hitches in the, in the plan. Uh, Man, well, you got to start working on that for that next game. Can you get him up to Green Bay? Yeah, but I kind of that one. No one's going to accept COVID balloons now. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. You got to find out what Jordan Love's allergic to, like put peanuts in his food or something. Man, that guy killed us. I know. Yeah. I know what he's allergic to. What? What? Pressure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Defensive line pressure. Pete yes. can't. Pete's got to do some gerrymandering. He's got to work around the rules, like shorten the – like you've deflated footballs before, Pete. I know you've tried that. And and overinflated them. Overinflated them, yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, it was a, a football that was like three times the normal size, and uh, he couldn't even handle the snap. That was several years ago. But, uh, well, we got how many weeks – they don't have the Packers again until what December or something. We Final game. Yeah. Last game. Final okay. Game. We'll, yeah, we'll have something special for Jordan Love if he's even available. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm glad we've got like the 12th man here, whether he's on the field or literally under the bus with the spiders. Whatever it takes. Thanks, yeah. Pete. I'm just saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We uh, one time we put. Uh, we put uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers were in town, and we put uh, longer spikes on the front of their shoes than on the back, so they would feel like they were running uphill the whole game, and uh, that helped. Wear them out. If, yeah, it was very uh, effective. Very yeah, effective. That was a win. 
I feel like you put itching powder in one of the kickers of the Cincinnati Bengals once. That helped us win a game. Yeah, just on his left nut. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, yeah, it made him hook everything to the right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. He yeah, he had a swollen cool. testicle for two weeks. I remember that. You know yeah, what? Maybe. It's a rough sport. That happens. I remember hearing about that swollen testicle. Yeah. Yeah. Did you put yeah. a stick him on his hands, too? It was all over yeah. the back page. Wasn't it? Uh, it was a Sports Illustrated uh, cover story, I think, that testicle. Yeah. <laughs> He's also good with any kind of HVAC, you know, terrorism. He's cut the wires on the AC in the visiting locker room during a, you know, a hot game. Uh-huh. And, like, turn the heat way up and then tape the windows closed. He's done that to make guys extra sweaty and, you know, dehydrated. Well, uh, wow. Matt actually tipped me off about this years ago because uh, he reminded me that as a fireman, I can go in and inspect any facility in the country at any time. Right. So I have full access to scoreboards and locker rooms and food uh -huh. supplies and everything. Yeah. Well, we're going to need you in Florida come Sunday. Yeah. yeah. You can come down here. I'm in Florida. You can come. Get down here uh, tomorrow, and uh, you can stay here. We'll do some shit this weekend at Tampa Bay. I'm actually going to the game, so I'll get you in with me. I can sneak you in in my uh, my clear plastic bag that I'm allowed to bring in. Does it have holes in it for me to breathe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nobody will see you in it, but the, the lid's open. You can you can breathe out the top. No, we want you to suffocate just a little bit. That's all. <laughs> There's your out, Pete. You just make sure you're the fall guy. Anything happens, you're covered. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Pete, I'm sorry to get off topic here, but how's the home life? Like you have a pretty tumultuous home situation. Are things okay or no yeah. fire? Crazy. Yeah. Uh my wife Brutella is a little mad at me because uh well she's always mad, but yeah. She's she just has these ethics about me helping the bears and and me watching the Bears, and I don't know. She's it, it, there could be a sixth marriage in it for me one of these days. <laughs> I don't want. Well, you go. I mean, you go on the road for weeks at a time during season. It's a hard man to be married to. Well, I teach. You know, I teach on how to put out specific fires. Uh, yeah, where we're in Kansas City. Uh, for a week and a half at the Ritz Carlton there on the city's dime, by the way, um, nice. teaching nice. people how to put out uh, fires that were caused by uh, smoldering cigar, cigar butts. And, and a dry rub fire, right? Oh, yeah. The dry rub <laughs> fires are hard to contain. Yeah, yeah people don't know that shit. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's flammable. Oh yeah, paprika goes up like gunpowder. Well, yeah, flour, it'll blow back. Flour, whatever's in there, yeah. Yeah. Very dangerous. Very yeah, dangerous. friction, huh? Probably made a quick stop at the Arrowhead Stadium and put a little bear, tiny bear trap at the twenty-yard line. Yeah, um, they're going to have a little surprise on Sunday. Uh, Mahomes is, but uh, I try to stay away from non-bear games. But old habits die hard, you know. <laughs> you know, we I don't even know if we face the Chiefs this year. Probably not. I don't think we probably yeah, we do. only we in the do. third. Week three. Yeah. Oh, we do. Week three. Yeah, we got them next week. That was no, supposed to be in 
England or Germany. If he twisted an ankle at home, it wouldn't hurt us. See, yeah, no, they're, they're not playing. Nobody knows we're playing the Chiefs this year. Low, low ankle sprain, no career stuff, just a low even, ankle sprain. Even if he did sprain his ankle, he would still be okay because we're not going to pressure him anyway. Oh. Comes up a lot with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, we might have to work on those uh, offensive linemen a little bit. You don't always go for the superstars, you know. I'd love you to work on a virtual reality projector that gave us like a sixth down lineman that they have to scheme for when they come up to the line. Oh, that's yeah, a then, great like, then they're playing guys that ain't there. That's our only chance because we got well, no rush. I had an infl- inflatable guy that was attached to one of our guys, so they would count him. And then you deflate them before the uh, play starts. But oh, okay. then you got it. There's the added problem of having a referee distracted. So he yeah. doesn't count them as a 12th man throw the flag on him. Right. Also, so there's, instant, there's instant replay these days. That'd be hard to get away with. Yeah, I, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't there be the problem of tripping over the deflated extra man as he was attached to your side? Just slip them hallucinogenics. Slip all the offensive linemen of the opposing team hallucinogenics. <laughs> There's an idea. That, that's, their Gatorade. You know, there you go. Old school. Back. You know, go back. There you go. You'd right be Gatorade. surprised what you could sneak inside of an orange in a locker room. <laughs> yeah, orange. That's a great way yeah. to go. It's a great delivery device. I love that idea. You'd be, you'd be surprised if you can sneak inside of an egg. An yeah. egg's a good idea, too, yeah. Yeah, those are old psychic tricks. Those are old mediums. Mediums use those tricks. They open up an egg and there's a hair in it. <laughs> Once you know the trick, sky's right. the limit. Exactly. Yeah. So, Matt, I, w- I would just want to thank you so much for agreeing to do this. I mean, I- I- let me give you uh, the reason how this came to, to be. So, 2003, believe it was 2003, you had just it was the it was the year that old school came out and you were with Horatio Sands i believe it was a vikings game it was like october we weren't we weren't wearing coats it was just cool enough to wear you know like a long sleeve shirt or a you know a a putty or something a hoodie not a putty and uh the bears won and i had bought this this black bears hat and because I thought I'd never seen this hat, this hat before ever, and uh, the Bears won, and we were walking across the street. We were walking to the to the train station, and we were going to uh, we stopped at Kitty O'Shea's because we had like an hour and a half to kill, right across the street on on, Mich- on Michigan. You know where that's at, right? The Conrad Hilton, right? Yeah. So my cousin and I are in line at, to go to the bathroom, and out comes walking Horatio Sands. And we were all lit from that game, and we had just won, so we were super stoked. So I grabbed Horatio Sands by his like collar like this, and I started shaking him. I'm like, it's fucking Horatio Sands. It's fucking in. Like Horatio Sands is going like, <laughs> you know, you know how he is, right? So, he, but he, the look on his face was like excitement, like, yeah, this guy's okay. Like, I'm not scared of this guy, but you know. And so I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's just awesome to see you. So then. uh Went to the bathroom. I washed my hands. Okay. So then we came back and I see we have like an hour to kill. And I see Horatio sitting at the table. I'm like, I have got to go over and apologize to him. And he's sitting there with you at the table. So my cousin and I walk over and we just start talking to you and Horatio. 
And of course, you know, I'm a huge SNL fan and I was just enamored with Horatio Sands. And you turn to me and you go, do you know who I am? And I go, <laughs> no. And you go, I was in old school. And I'm like, and you're it's like, I was eating like with the tickets. And I remember I wanted to come back later and be a part of the, the, uh, you know, the fraternity. And I was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, cool. And I felt I felt like such an asshole because I didn't know who you were. And here we are, 20 years later, and like I absolutely fucking love you. You've been in so many things like Veep. My wife and I have watched Veep from start to finish three times, and we'll do it again because it is impossible. You always find something new and funny within that show to die laughing at. And your character in that show is absolutely hilarious. So anyway... We, we, we're hanging out for like an hour and a half and talking. I ended up calling my wife at the time. My current wife is my second wife. My, I, I called my wife at the time and I said, I was like, look, I, I'm hanging out with Horatio Sands and Matt Walsh. And I gave her, I gave Horatio the phone and he was talking to my wife for a minute. And we, were, we ended up like talking for so long. We missed our train and we had to go, we had to like wait for the next train. So we were hanging out with you for like another hour and a half or more. And I ended up calling my wife again, telling her that we missed the train. And then I gave the Horatio this the phone. He talked to her. And then he gave you the phone. And you talked to my wife. And you're like, <laughs> everyone was having fun with it. And then we ended up hanging out for like a total of like two and a half, three hours that night. And then wow. finally we had to leave to go catch our train home. And from that day forward, I've always wondered, like, I wondered if I ever ran into either one of them again, if they re would remember me. Yeah. And my wife. My wife's been in the film industry for my current wife has been in the film industry for 25 years and we've been married for 10 and together for five more before that. So I was like, I, I was waiting. Like I kept checking to see like oh. his this movie because I might be able to like run into him to see if he remembers me. Right. Yeah. Run a movie that I, that I got to like, that I knew that she worked with you on. But so then I'm like, I, we have all kinds of fans that come on this show. Um, we've had, you know, journalists, we've had mostly fans from chat that come on the show. I thought it would be amazing if I could, she was talking to her boss one day and I was like, oh, ask him if he knows Matt Walsh. And he, she just happened to be in a meeting with another woman that knows Fireman, that knows, it was like, a, I know this person that, this, that knows this person that knows this person that knows, knows wow. this person. And the probability of this happening was so minute. I can't believe that this is happening. So thank you so fucking much for coming on and doing this with us, man. And I have to know, do you remember that night? <laughs> I do. And I appreciate you painting in the details. I'm sure there was a lot of drinking going on, but I do remember that night. And yes. that's a real connection. Yeah, I do remember that. Kind of stuck at the bar and you and talking to the wife. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's, Shorty, that's a real connection. Shorty, can I ask a question? Sure. Uh, was was Matt's conversation with your first wife in any way responsible for the end of that marriage? <laughs> it might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Uh, I'll just say Horatio talked to her, too. So there's plausible deniability there. Talk to him. <laughs> you Could know, have been either might have had or something or to do with it. Too. It had to be Horatio. Yeah. No, yeah. Matt has a whole encounter fouled under stalker. <laughs> no that i think that was a lively evening because we did win and i do yeah. remember that yeah i don't know why i was in, i'm sure i came in with raj to to see the bears game like 
In 2003, yeah. I was living in New York, so we probably flew out from New York and scored some tickets. I don't know, whatever. But I yeah. wasn't sure, I wasn't sure if like okay, either he's been to so many games, and obviously you've met so many people over your life that you why would you remember you know this? But like, it depends on how many games you've been to as well. So if, if you've only been to like three games, well maybe in your entire lifetime, maybe you'd be okay. like, yeah, I remember that. But of course, you haven't been to just three games. You've been to probably dozens and dozens of games, like I like I have myself. And it's, but that's the one that's always stuck out for me. It's like I'll never forget it. I've told that story the same way, <laughs> like five hundred times. <laughs> well, that's a real connection. That's really cool. That is like uh, worlds colliding, and then like randomly having your wife ask somebody. You don't happen because uh, we would run into each other at a premiere or something. I'm sure or. Right, right. Maybe or a, a rap party. A rap party. game, quite honestly. Yeah. And what was interesting is she was talking to her. I just thought she was talking to her boss, but she was in a like a, a three-way conversation. And it just so happened to be that the per, that per, the other person knows uh, Fireman Pete over here. And Fireman, thank you for making that happen. And Walt, or Matt Walshy, thank you for coming on here. Because I, I could imagine what must have been going through your head. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know, that was my that was my ex-wife who coincidentally, as you say, was no stranger to three ways herself. Was that your fourth <laughs> or fifth wife, Pete? Uh, wait a second, I gotta count it. Um seven. I think she was four. It depends. There's one uh, I don't always count number five, so all right. That was a Vegas wedding. I yeah. went to that one. <laughs> you were married by Elvis with a Bears hat on. I remember that. I don't do you know. That, you? It didn't stick. It didn't really stick. Yeah. Do you still talk to Horatio, Matt? Yeah. He lives in L.A. and he's a good friend. We go hiking and, uh, yeah. I, I, he's Next time talk to him, please ask him if he remembers that night with me. He has to remember coming out of the bathroom and me, like, <laughs> shaking exhausted. the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I would I love to know. I do. I do see him. I will bring it up. Yeah, he'll be. Uh, he'll remember it. But I will. That'd be cool. Thank you. Yeah, he was. he remembers. Yeah, and that's. <laughs> don't, don't know if you want to know that, Dan. That he does remember. There might right. be a loss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and after a Bears game, that's a loud establishment. I'm sure. Like it was a lot of chaos happening all around us. Yeah. It was. It was. You were and drinking Malort that night, weren't you? <laughs> it was a lot of beer i'll tell you that much here's, yeah. a, here's another small world thing my high school football coach is mike dunn who is kevin dunn's brother and nora dunn's brother that's really small world where did you go to high school again round lake senior high school round lake that's right yeah well kevin is a real bear fan too so when i was on veep kevin and i would watch the games together and he would talk to his brother because Kevin played, I think, Division three for one year, college. He was like a linebacker, and then he he got hurt once, and he's like, "What what the fuck am I doing?" And he quit. Yeah. Or he got out. You know, there's just guys are bigger and faster at that level, even Division three. Right. So he's right. like, "I'm out." And uh, but he would talk about his brother, and that he's like a real. That's a real football family. They're obsessed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike was. He was. Uh, I remember I got up in his face one time. We had a hill. We had a Walter Payton Hill. 
in our at our uh, practice field. And I got up in his face one time during a linebacker drill because he was being such a dick, and he made me run that hill like the rest of the day. <laughs> And we, we all, like, in high school, we were like, hey, can you believe Nora Dunn's his, his sister? She's on SNL. Yeah. And then we see yeah. Kevin and, you know, one of the first uh, – I forget one of the first things we saw him in, like, uh, not Airplane, but it was one of those uh, parody movies. And it was like, oh, my God, cut, cut, his brother's in this. This is so cool. So yeah. it's just it's just a small world that you have been working with him on Veep and probably plenty of other things. I'm sure you knew him well before that. I never knew Kevin before Veep, but it is a small world, like especially Chicago. There's a real Chicago DNA in Veep. Gary Cole's Chicago guy. Tim Simons, also a Bear fan, Chicago guy. Mm -hmm. uh, Anna Klumsky, Oak Park kid. Uh, Julia did time in Chicago at Northwestern. So there was like a lot of uh, Chicago stuff. And definitely the guys, we would watch Bear games every weekend. It was fun. Yeah, man. I'm sure you're still watching them, right? You got the YouTube subscription now? <laughs> I did. You know, it got so crazy last year with all the platforms and stuff. I said, screw it. And I canceled Dish or whatever I had for the package. And then I was going to go to sports bars and stuff to watch it. But it did. It, it You do suffer. Like, it is. They have you by the balls. Like, I bought it. I bought the YouTube TV. And my wife's like, you know, we already have ESPN. We already have Disney, Hulu. We're like paying triple, and I'm like, I know, I just need it. Like, <laughs> of course, you can't have not, not have it. <laughs> I said, you can lose, you can lose Disney, you can lose ESPN. She's like, that's not the point. We have it twice. Like, I know we can lose Disney. I know we can, but they give you the package, so you can't just get rid of one. You got to get rid of all of it. And I'm like, I, I got it because I needed it. Yeah, it's my one like indulgence, and and it's like, you hate to give them that money, but it's like. It's. I loved it. I watched the game at home, recorded mm -hmm. it. It's great. And they're killing it too because you're able to uh, piggyback off of somebody's uh, Sunday ticket um, DirecTV account. Like that's what I've been doing for the last several years. But nope, I had to go out and buy it. Sucks. Ah, I see. Yeah. I never got on board with that. I should have been craftier. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds unethical to me to be piggybacking like that. You of all people, Jim. You won't take money from DirecTV, but you'll cut wires. Yeah. I'll just yeah. I just I haven't paid for a game since 1966. Oh, I, I just flashed my badge and they let me in. Yeah, that that fireman badge gets you into anywhere. I know. That's. I wish I was a fireman. You're lieutenant, right? T lieutenant. Um, yeah, sort of. Sort of, okay. <laughs> Let's just say I'm, I'm being paid to be a lieutenant. Got it. Like a colonel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a colonel in the fire department. Rank <laughs> colonel. It's a new position, yeah. yeah. I don't look like a warden. <laughs> so, so, guys, uh, really quick, we should just uh, acknowledge our chat because our chat's just been blowing up. Yeah. No, it's okay. Jerry Munoz, Queen of the North. Phil, he's he'll be joining us. TJ Baskerville, Kitty Cat, Simon, Cliff Victoria, Doug Van Dorn. Everybody, thanks for joining us tonight. We saw Ravi in here earlier. Mark Kazak. Yeah. Uh, I gotta scroll up too far. Bruhaha. Thank you guys for joining us tonight, Steve man. Steve Phillips. Steve Phillips, yeah. That's my cousin. That's who was with me the night that I met you. Oh, Steve Foster, John Cooper. Aldo Gandia, 
Aldo, thanks for Mark. joining us, guys. Hey, Zach. Yeah, we got a lot of them are here because of you, Matt. Not 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 all of them, but a lot of them. <laughs> or Fireman Pete, let's be honest. Or Fireman Pete. It's you guys, because that's even what I put on it. I, I put it on, like, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, live now, Matt Walsh and Fireman Pete. <laughs> so, guys, how are, you, how are you feeling about this game? I would like to know your thoughts about another loss to the Packers after – they just uh, handed the reins over to another quarterback. Uh, you know, I'll preface it. Go, you want to go, Pete? I mean, well, you, you I have to say, the ball, Pete, you're the one who lost us the game. Everyone was telling None of your points came through. You couldn't even stop Jordan Love. You said you're going to fix them. No, the whole town was telling me we didn't need to. They said they didn't need my help this week. I well, thought I was going to take the whole season off. But all of a sudden, I'm drafted. I'm back on duty. Uh, You're gonna, we're going to need you more than ever. Jesus. Overtime, Pete. Overtime. Yeah. I mean, you know, I do this out of love for the team. But come on. You know, once in a while, I, I'd like to just watch the game and not have to influence it. Go out of your way to get a win, right? I was, the, you know, way before these kids are doing – TikTok or whatever this stuff is. I was the original influencer of of football games, you know, mm -hmm. behind the scene. I don't get any credit for it. But I just do it out of love. But were you in black and white when you were doing that? Uh, well, the games were, or they were blacked out. I had to go to Milwaukee to watch the goddamn game. Uh, I'm that, glad that, my you... uncle lived up there. Or I wouldn't have been able to. Well, this was before I was on the. On the with the department, uh, and I had to watch on TV like the rest of you. See, Foster's um, so old when when he was born, uh, the the life around him was still black and white. So I wasn't sure if if it was back then or if it was when everything went into Technicolor. The actual universe was black and white. Yeah, in reality, reality was black and white when Foster was born. I think yeah. I remember that too. I thought you were there. I thought yeah. you were there. I, I was there. Man. Uh, no, you know, I don't think they did that bad this week. There was a couple of big plays, you know, on, on both sides of the ball. Uh, they they weren't they weren't especially in the first half. They looked pretty pretty good. Just a few stupid things, but I think with a little help from their friends and uh, sucking it up a little bit, they're they're going to be all right. I st I'm still optimistic. Ask me again and six weeks but i'm still optimistic speaking yeah. about a little help from their friends we can just go ahead and go ahead matt oh i love the live you guys are on top of it i yeah the quarterback sneak was just you know it is it's it's one game i preface it all with this is one game everybody was so hyped about the bears we were reading all this good stuff we all like polls and you know eberflus and getsy and we all like fields so it was like there was never more optimism, really. So that we were setting ourselves up, even though we probably smelled Packers always beat us at home. It sucks, you know, mm -hmm. on the opener. But there was that optimism. So we were kind of setting ourselves up to begin with. Let's say that a lot of offseason chatter. But like PJ said, I was the whole game like we're not. Should we be blitzing more guys or should we be stunting more? Or like, 
you know, I don't know. Like that's that was my general thought throughout the game because Chicago lives and dies by the defense. If you have a good defense, you're gonna win the fan base every fucking year, right? Right. So I was just like, what's happening there? Because we and then the offense line, we we knew it was all jumbled and uh Jenkins is still out or whatever, and they're moving guys around. So it's like, all right. And the new kid, you know, it's he's a rookie, so you know, he'll be not great, but he's a big man and he'll he can push people around. So whatever. And then long story short, we started throwing lateral passes on the offense and the got the receivers weren't blocking. And then we so believe in Cole Komet as this piece of the machine and it, it didn't work. Like he is talented and he's a, he's a great player. Cause you see him downfield blocking and you see him, but there was something wrong there too. Cause I think they count on him, you know, as being part of the thing, like fields is our guy. And, and obviously DJ Moore wasn't used. I don't know, you know, the answers, but like, that was disappointing. It's like, he had a couple plays and the place lit up and I'm like, Oh, it's fucking on. We got our piece now. We got our number one receiver. Mm-hmm. And then that wasn't working. And I like Darnell Mooney. I was happy for him. He's on my fantasy team. So I was psyched about that. But like a lot of the dependables and wrote every, I, everybody believed in Roshan. He's like one of the guys that delivered or over delivered. Player of the game. Yeah, that kid's great. <laughs> and 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 Fields is like, I give him a B minus on that game. Do you know what I mean? Like he wasn't terrible. He really wasn't. He's got great legs and he's smart. And there's, you know, there's misplays and there's expectations. And like, he's looking at yellow jerseys on every play. So I'm, I'm still on board with fields like, and it's one game, but like, that's my hot lengthy take on that game. Yeah. I like it. I mean, it, it fields. He didn't play all that bad. There was some oh. plays. I, I wish he would have gotten rid of the ball a little bit quicker. But they, in typical Green Bay fashion, like this play that I just had here, let me pull this back up. This was a first down. And if you you look right here, it, I'll have it paused yeah. here. It's I made the video to pause. Right there, his his helmet is past the, the marker. And you look where the, the hash mark is, he's past the hash mark. But there, the ball is placed before the hash mark. Yeah. And it's just a typical Green Bay type of bullshit call. And... Uh, Here's another one to the to what you're saying about Komet. Like right here, being he's mauled. Yeah, yeah, he's being held right there, and they don't call this in the end zone. I mean, look, look at that. That's a flag. Yeah. And they didn't call it. That's like face guarding too, isn't it? Yeah, that's more than five yards out, outside the line of scrimmage, so they didn't call it. Those are two costly things in this game. Yeah. They were actually driving the ball on that first drive. I believe that's why they went for it on fourth down. Yeah, I, they I, were. Yeah. I don't agree with the commit sneak before that, but the fact that they went for it on fourth down, I can't blame them for it because I think they actually got it. So, PJ, what's your answer for the defense? What What were you thinking? Because you were hot about it early. Tell me. Well, with the defense, I, I thought we lacked the pressure, and then it's like we didn't change up. Uh, I understand, like, the, you know, the first couple of series, you're trying to get a fill out. But once they did the first, whole first half, we're down 10-6. Come second half, last year, we did a great job of adjusting at halftime. This year, we just sat there and did the same old thing. And then I think 
couple of plays we blitzed the cornerback. That's when Kyle Gordon got hurt. So it's like, okay, we're not doing that. So we just sat there. And I so my my thought is, yeah, we should have brought more pressure or at least changed up the look a little bit to where yeah. we actually pressing the corners or the wide receivers do something different and we did nothing. And how did these new like defensive tackles do? We had a couple rookies, right? We put a lot of draft capital into these youngsters. Did you pay attention to them? Were they yeah, I, I was watching them and it seemed like they didn't play enough. And they didn't I didn't see them get much pressure up the middle either. I mean, it's hard to get to the quarterback in the middle, but I'm just curious what your take on those guys is or any of you guys. I, I didn't pay attention to the, the inside of the line, you know, or the guys. Well, well I mean, they, they, they did okay. In my opinion, I think they, did, they didn't do enough, but. The fact that we didn't have no pressure at all, it was only four, it it, it, it it was just horrible for me. I mean, I just thought we could have done a lot better. Yeah. For me, it's – I mean, they just weren't getting enough pressure to them. They didn't right. – they weren't trying to – you know, like, was it Charles Johnson that played for the Packers? Uh, who was it? The the Hall of Fame cornerback turned safety that played for the Packers. Woodson, Woodson Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson, yeah. Uh, he was he always used to say about uh, Cutler. He's like, we're going to make him play quarterback, and they didn't do that with with Love. Like they, Love had some errant passes in that game, and it looked like okay, we we might, we might be on to like believing or you know that really the, that Love is not going to be this next savior to the team, and he'll just be an average quarterback. He was overthrowing players. He was. His receivers, he was he was off a little bit, but like stupid shit, like the play where the where the botched fumble bounced off the ground, and then he just took it and just slung it Aaron Rodgers style to a wide open guy. That was so, yeah, that was so Packers against us. Yeah, 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 yeah. The gooch. We so I wish they would have had more pressure on him. Maybe some blitzes. You know, there's a lot of people that are calling for you know this coaching staff's head already, and it's no. That's well, that's just how Chicagoans are. I mean, no, you know. I the fan base is just we we want results now. We're we're sick of you know getting smashed by Hall of Fame quarterbacks out of Green Bay, and this is our opportunity. Yeah, no, have a little patience. What I was going to say, have a little patience. It's only a game. And yeah. by the way, even if a guy isn't called on the field for a penalty, he can still be penalized afterward after the game. Um, <laughs> In the case of number 29 and that flagrant foul in the end zone, somehow 4,500 Alka-Seltzers ended up in his pool up in Green Bay uh, before the end of the evening. So it's not like he didn't have to pay anything for his infraction. Or maybe you got somebody in streets and sanitation who has an extra Denver boot you could attach to his nice car. Whether he had tickets or not, sometimes they're issued mistakenly. Yeah. That's not a bad that's not a bad reminder. Just to throw I mean, our lives are full of aggravation. Why shouldn't their lives be full of aggravation? Exactly. Yeah. What do you guys think about the uh, lack of starters playing in the preseason? Do you think that had anything to do with it? Uh I got to say I'm I'm on the athlete side. Like if I'm like a stud athlete, I'm like, why am I risking injury 
in these games where you guys already have us playing 17 games a year and we're going to London and Germany, wherever you send us like, Jesus guys, if I want to take the preseason off, let me take some, you know, I'll go in for a couple reps or something, but like, I, I so I just, that's how I look at that. Like, yeah, they probably, I mean, if you play together as a team in the preseason, your first game, you're going to be tighter. Sure. But I also feel like it'd be terrible if like, Fields or DJ Moore, or if Kyler Gordon went down in preseason as opposed to a real game that mattered, like, because you know it's going to happen. It happens in the Pro Bowl. It happens in, like, well, maybe not anymore in the Pro Bowl, but. Why <laughs> football? Yeah. In the old Pro, I bet there's a hamstring injury this year at the Pro Bowl, but that's <laughs> no ACL, no, you know, but. Quarterback will tear a biceps trying to throw it through one of those hoops. <laughs> so long story short, I don't care how you manage your preseason. Like, even if even if it makes you maybe less competitive in the first game, but it guarantees you know ninety percent better health for the stud athletes that you need. I would be that coach. That's that's my opinion. Fireman Pete. Yeah, I think so too. I mean. Look, what was the score after the half? It was a 10-6, right? 10-6. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone's playing at pretty close to the same level. There's no advantage. Um, you got to – I wonder, and sometimes I do have my ears on the halftime chalk talk. Uh, I didn't hear what they said this time, but, you know, you wonder what – were there any adjustments that were made? And, uh, you know, maybe it was a little bit of a coaching thing too. Kind of looked like they didn't have any answer. Like they didn't game, like adjust to the game plan. Foster, what do you think? You were doing the game cast. They're, they did. It's, it appeared to me they didn't make adjustments, and I really got upset seeing uh, second and thirteen, second and twelve, and we're twenty-five yards off the receiver. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, soft coverage, inadequate pressure from all points. Uh, there are some good things to it. I looked at, in the last three days. I spent the three, almost most of this three days pretty much going over the offense because I wanted to see what this line was. And if we go back to that for a moment, uh, on the up and up, Wright and Braxton played solid games. Nate Davis played a better game than you than it appeared to be during the game. If you go back and you look at the film, um, e even Patrick. And, and I think he's the weakest link on the line there. Even him in, in, in passing situations, he was getting backed up, but he finally was able to plant and make a stop. So so he's got some rough stuff that he's got to work on. And the same with Whitehair. And and I, I'm just going to throw this in, Matt, because I think if they these guys played together a little bit more than like seven or 11 plays during the preseason, whatever it was, they would have more continuity because there was a few problems with handing a guy off or just missing a guy totally and he's all over field. And, and to get that, you, you've got the reps every day, but sometimes you just it, it's not the same until you're in game situation because the guys that are playing across from you are your own defensive team, and they're trying to, to execute what the Packers are doing. Well, they can't really because they're not there in the game time situation. So if you go back and you watch all the film on, deep, on the offense, you'll see that the line is much improved from last year. So in the preseason – those linemen aren't because my my impression is that the pretty boys get to sit out like the DJ Moore's in your fields, but the grunts in the trenches 
they got to do a little more quarter to quarter, don't they? Or they don't do that. It, it's you know is it all rookies? It 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 pretty much is rookies, second, much third year guys who are buying for a spot on the really practice squad or to be named to the roster. And, yeah. and some of that's not even by design this year because it seemed like everybody had an issue at a different time. Was a lot of injuries in training camp. Yeah, right. They, they couldn't get them all on the field at the same time. That's true. But but still, like as many as you guys can get working together, I, I think they should run them at least twenty reps in that second preseason game, or I prefer the last one. Once they're in the best shape at near yep. the end, right before the season, I think they should. They should play him a little more in that, that yeah. last preseason game, and then don't wait two weeks to start the season. Start at the following week, because you get yeah. these guys game going in game mode, then you're going to give them two weeks off again. It's just just a just an opinion that I have, but like I sure. said, I watched a lot more on the offense. Uh, Roshan Johnson, and I've been I've been going on about this guy since we drafted him. He's a three down back. The guy should be playing every down, you know, with minor rotations. You you saw what he did on the field. Uh, I feel right like that. Yeah, that'll happen. Right. Right. That, it'll evolve into that. I think he's – Khalil Herbert's fast and quick and definitely a great running back. And, Absolutely, but he, he got all his yards. He got all those yards as second man behind Montgomery. And mm-hmm. that's where you keep him. You keep him in, as that change of, change of pace back. You, yeah. you want the, the guy who can do some pass blocking and catching and run the ball up the gut. You want him in there first. I mean, just an opinion – I've only been watching the Bears like every game since 1975, so I got a little bit of an idea what I see. (laughs) Let me ask you this, or this is to the panel, even Pete. What? How do you scheme an offense to use this new weapon, DJ Moore? What's the scheme? Like, what weren't they? Because you can run them short, you can run them slant, you can run them deep. Like, how do you scheme it? Real quick, they had several plays that I think the scheming was wrong. Even I was looking at some of these plays and I'm going, man, why didn't these guys break up instead of going out? And and I'm talking receivers and running backs out of the backfield. Even I thought they could have changed the scheme a little bit where he'd go in in like an open zone. There was some holes where the running back could have went. And then how many times did we really target uh, DJ? Three times. We caught those two passes. And targeted three. What? I think he was only targeted three times. Okay, so uh, he's got to be more involved, man. You can put that guy anywhere. You can have him do a slant over but the let's middle. Assume, you can have him do a curl. Let's assume that Green Bay defense was shutting him down intentionally. Like, one okay. of their priorities was to shut down this guy. How do you break out of – like, what – do you know what I mean? Because every team is going to go – they have Roshan maybe, and they got DJ – I have a I have a theory on this. The Justin said it himself in the post game press conference that, and he probably shouldn't have said it that the 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 game plan was a short passing game game plan, and I think it feels to me like because they saw that working in the preseason in the first game with just a couple of short plays. Uh, DJ Moore took one to the house. Uh, yeah. yeah, Herbert took the second that. one to the house. And then it was maybe the next preseason game. It might have even been that same preseason game. He caught a short pass over the middle, turned it into like a 40-yard gain. So I think that they were thinking, you know, let's – let's. I think they were trying to out-scheme Green Bay, thinking that 
they might think we're going to use we're going to you know have a, a spread offense and go deep with with DJ Moore and try to get him more down the field and ha ha we're going to change this up on you guys and we're going to go short because you're not going to think that's coming and it just in my opinion that's what I think that they might have had in their minds and it didn't work. But you gotta keep the world saw it. you gotta keep them honest even if that is your plan. You got to whip it down there every now and then or they're going to start cheating up on you. Right. You have to adjust during the game. But then that means that the Bears offensive coordinators, like we don't have enough time to throw it downfield, but why not roll it out? Like why not put fields out of the pocket and let them improvise a little bit, which the, the kid feels is great at that because they know he can run. So they're they don't know how to play that play, right? He's coming out of the he's rolling left, he's out of the pocket. They don't know if to pull up for the run or or check out what's behind him. Well, I think you have to uh I mean if you guys had a chance to look at uh Indiana play or Indianapolis play this week and what they Richardson, did for Richardson. I saw highlights and by the way, DJ was targeted two times and caught two passes. Sorry, PJ. And and if you if you notice that. They, they actually made some plays to where it was like a run-pass option to where he had to read just one player before he either hands it off, take off running, or actually pass it, whereas we didn't do that with Fields. We do that, what we call that naked bootleg, and he got smashed the first play of the second half with Yeah, and, and it's like, okay, let's scratch that for right now and make it simpler. It's the first game because he didn't get many reps during the uh, preseason. So it's a first game. Let's work him slowly into it by doing what they did with Richardson, those simple things like that. And then after he gets comfortable, we can then throw the ball downfield about 20 yards on an end cut or something like that, which I saw nothing of. And that's besides the elephant in the room being Claypool, who just played horrible. Oh my God. He didn't run his routes right. He didn't block right. He didn't do anything right. So, but I don't know what to think about that guy because he was like, Lightning in a bottle in Pittsburgh for a year or two. Right. And I think he obviously has talent, but it's it's interesting. Like, why does that guy not deliver? Looks like Tarzan, Tarzan plays like Jane. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here was another thing, too, in the passing game. Because Fields, there was times where he didn't have the time. I, we counted. It was like two seconds. So what they need to do, I think, is have him – one and done. You read that first option. You don't even bother progressing to the second guy. Then you take the, the throwdown, man, whether it's to the tight end or the running back. You take that that short pass. And I, I, they probably got forced into that more, but they probably didn't attempt to adjust in the second quarter. Okay, you know what? We'll bring in the – we'll have two tight ends set. We're going to block for this guy. Let's go downfield. They didn't do any of that. Well, if like you, they, didn't, if, they didn't even attempt to do any of that unless I keep, didn't see it right. But. Keep in mind that, you know, right – our rookie starting left, right tackle, he only played one quarter in the preseason. And our right starting guard, he didn't play no quarter. I mean, he didn't play at all in the preseason. So these guys are like not have no continuity with each other. They don't have no playing time. So they don't even know how to uh, block when it comes to a a game. If, you know, the guard goes, I mean, if the right tackle goes in or the right end goes out, I mean, wh- whichever, they don't know how to pass them off because they didn't get a chance to practice all that and really get to know each other. So I think a lot of that's to do with the fact that they don't, didn't have a lot of time together. And then, you know, because, I mean, due to injury, not playing, all these 
factors factoring in. So you can't have a real sophisticated pass protection because they haven't been there together. Hundred percent. You're right. The offensive line, no chemistry, and yeah, put them in that's for. Probably, that's probably why they decided to go to a short passing game, right? Maybe that's a reason why. Jatiri Carter, you know, he was a, a practice squad guy last year. Now he made the team this year. He played excellent in the preseason, in place of of Davis, who who missed, barely practiced, didn't play in the preseason. Boom, they put him out there in the first game. Maybe they thought. Let's go to the short passing game so that we don't you know, expose our offensive line because they haven't had enough time to gel. But even with that, though, on the short passing game, Claypool misses blocks. Or, yes. or the Tunyon, he misses blocks. Over so and over and over. Constantly missing these blocks, and it's like yes. a short passing game is predicated upon precision. You have to be precise. Yep. Hey, you have to hit this man and then go real quick. And if you miss well, that block, the whole play is wrong. Well, it makes me think we got out coach because it sounds like yeah. they prepared for the short passing game on the defensive side. They were crashing through blocks. They were anticipating it. They yeah, saw yeah. it in the preseason. Like Belichick, shut down the thing they want to do out of the gate. So they were like, whatever happens, they're not gonna, we're not going to give them their short passing game. Got it? And that's right. what they did. So then – Granted, of course, the offensive line is, you know, it, the chemistry will come. And, and it is one game, 100%. Like, I still believe there's going to be, knock on wood, an a 500 season in this in this locker room. I really do. But it's interesting, like, think about the pieces that it's coaching, really. Unless, I don't know. It's interesting. No, it, it's, it's definitely it's coaching. A lot of coaching as well. Both sides of the ball. You're going to run it if you're going to run a short passing game, wouldn't you want to put ESB in there, who's your best blocking receiver, over Claypool? Mercedes right. Lewis? Right. Then you can run. Then you can right. do short passes. ESB is inactive. I think what, we, what we're missing is the fact that had the passing game, short passing game started working, Green Bay would have made an adjustment. Then that's when they use Claypool as well as DJ for over the top. But because – the first part didn't happen. The second part couldn't happen. Doing a podcast. Right. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point, dude. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's what I believe happened because yeah, it was so it was so to blew up that they couldn't progress to the second part of that. And they didn't know how to then adjust to okay, the short passing game ain't working. So what do we do now? Yeah. They don't I mean, what was working? Like, we have Roshan Johnson that's kind of working, not consistently, but promising. And I still think, like, how do you get DJ Moore around the ball? Like, if it's not the screen bubble screen or whatever, mm -hmm. what does that guy go like? Uh, who's the guy that did the eight yard curl for two years for us and would just get hammered? Booker. Let's go, Marty Booker, <laughs> Marty play Booker. Booker. <laughs> Let's get the eight-yard curl going. You know what I mean? Like we did that with a bad quarterback and a bad team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know. Where are, where are their quick slants too in the short passing game? You know. I mean, if you remember, yeah, absolutely. During training camp, you heard all these uh, reports about Fields and uh, Moore making these connections on these long passes, but then when they came to the one, the two preseason preseason games that they played 
they did the short passing game. And it's like, you never saw anything long. You never saw Fields throw a long pass in a game all preseason long. But you heard about it in practice. So you're like, okay, now we got to a game here, a real live game, and we're not seeing no long passes. Some of it's the fact that he got the air pressure right up his face, but it's also where have you built that continuity in real game time situation? Because you would, I mean, you never thrown a long pass of DJ Moore in a real game, be it, be it preseason or not in a game period. Practice is different because you know, in practice, your defense alignment ain't going to hit the quarterback. So you don't have to really worry about, you know, when you would have a sack, you still get to finish the play and still make the pass. Mm-hmm. Real games, you can't do that. Right. So, therefore, you know, it was it wasn't something to be able to be built upon and see where you really at. Evie Beardon Davis is saying, "Can anyone make a good determination after game one? You can't. No. <laughs> uh, I have two questions for you guys. Was your impression then that the Packers were up on the receivers all game in general, mm. defensively?" Like, was the Packers' defense just totally playing up on them to, to eliminate the short pass? Yeah, I thought that. I mean, they, they wasn't playing off of them like that. They were playing pretty close. Yeah, that's what I mean. But, 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 but more so, what I, what I attribute it to is the fact that it seemed like Green Bay used their preseason to prepare for the Bears, whereas the Bears didn't uh, use the preseason to prepare for them. Oh, <laughs> Packers were playing a zone, but they were playing short. They were not. They were not deep off the ball, especially on the whiteout. Okay. Well, it's a, it's a similar zone to the Bears. I think it's real close to it. I think I'm not sure, so don't quote me on that. But their short zone was not like the Bears. Every, every, I, I just got so aggravated with seeing them giving giving the yards that they need for first down. They're just handing it to them, and then everybody's yeah, it's great. He came up and made the tackle, but. Uh, so they weren't like playing on on the receivers all the time, but they were no more. If you go back and you look at it, uh, those defenders, most of them were within five yards on a first down. So they were tighter tighter to the wide receiver than we were. Let's let's bring in Vil. Vil's been waiting in the back for an hour now. Let's bring him in and see what he oh, has to on. say here. What's up, my man? Is it did I did I just pop you in unexpectedly? <laughs> <laughs> he's like sitting there with his wife like uh sorry hun <laughs> he, he sets up jokes but i just can't say them these days <laughs> you're, you're muted man there we go there you are i was saying that you uh i was saying that false is just about as slow as his wi-fi with his joke but anyway <laughs> just keep it moving. when it comes to <laughs> When it comes to the issues that you all have been discussing, it's it's coaching based, especially when it comes to the execution. They were not prepared, as as Matt said and pointed out earlier. They were very unprepared and overcoached, like completely overcoached, because a lot of the concepts that um, Green Bay put out there, it was very easy for them to pick the defense apart, like especially um, Aaron Jones out and in route. Like it, that's a simple, easy out in blown coverage in the backfield, no safety help, no coverage up top. Everybody spreads and opens the field like like Moses spreading water or whatever. Like it just was trash. So throughout that game, there were some things like the third down play by Kamin. I know y'all discussed that. 
Like that's a momentum stopper. When your offensive line was working and was pushing the ball, whether it's three to four yards of play on a rush or a three to four yard short pass, because Justin Fields, someone in the chat was speaking about, you know, him not getting the ball out um, on time. But I, I believe that he was from the first to about mid third quarter. But after you add 15 screens in between that, in between that time, it's like, bro, what are we doing? Like this horizontal game isn't doing anything. It's not going to move the ball down the field. Yes, Fields missed maybe one, two, maybe three because quarterback school at quarterback school did a good job of kind of identifying different things that he could have done. Swift said hi. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry, you threw me off. There's a few things that he could have identified, but it's game one. When he, like, like uh, PJ said, Coach PJ, th that was perfect. When you said it's game one, he's not going to be able to see that straight off the bat. It's different from practice. It's different from when you're playing your own defense and they know your plays and they kind of back off a little bit or, or don't know something new that's been implemented and they don't guess it. These guys have known Lou Getze. They've known his tendencies for years. They, being Matt LaFleur, did we not see Hackett go somewhere and stink it up last year with Russ Wilson? Did exactly. we not see Hackett over in on the Jets uh, in that first game not move the ball very well, even though it was with Zach Wilson because Aaron Rodgers' Achilles went out and, and, and you know, hopefully speedy recovery, he, he, he can come back next year and ball out. Now that he's not on the Packers, I can say that. Fireman I don't Pete is not rooting for – Fireman Pete is not rooting for Aaron Rodgers' recovery, I, just for the record. I'm I'm, rooting rooting for the I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest <laughs> Packer and, and Aaron Rodgers hater. I just don't like talking about yeah, injury. Like, I'm not going to default. So, I, I I agree with you, man. Like, <laughs> like FGB yeah. in the chat. We do, we do this a lot. I push FGB, hashtag FGB in the chat, and you'll start seeing it. Fuck Green Bay. But <laughs> they sucked. They didn't move the ball very well other than a few good run game, uh, run plays with the Jets, the Jets game uh, earlier this week with Hackett. So when it comes to those coaches, they're like Bill Belichick's tree or Andy Reid's tree. Like those guys get out there and, and they get it done. I haven't seen one coach from Green Bay tree from LaFleur actually produce like LaFleur yet. Have you guys? No, so Getty needs to prove himself. Allen Williams needs to prove himself because Poles has done everything that he can do to add talent. We have over, I believe, yeah. over 30 plus new players on this team. Something had to improve, and nothing did in that first game. Granted, the game was what? Who's talking? Sorry. Me, are you are you gonna let your wife talk or what? You asked me to explain my thoughts. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna let her in here real quick. I'm sorry. I, I, she ain't she ain't holding the noose up over my head yet. So she, she's letting me talk. She's nodding. So I, I got. I told you my Forrest Whitaker is always working. So whenever I lean over this way and, and and I know she's about to, you know, well, come on with it. Then then I'll slow down. But basically, I think this was all. Like I said, it's all on the coordinators. They were vastly unprepared. Uh, defensive and offensive side of the ball, the effort wasn't there. That was the big thing. The biggest question mark is where was the effort? Where was the grit? Where was the grind? Where was the other than the DJ Moore pushing 
the, the fucking jerk uh Jair Alexander. We didn't see it in I think Lucas Patrick might have came over there and, and pushed him too. But other than that, where was the the, the ferociousness? Where is the other Roshan Johnson had the biggest hit and he played in the third and fourth quarter. He had the biggest run and smash and knocked Ford completely out so much so that he was so embarrassed that he got up and pushed and got a unsportsmanlike contact. Yeah. That fire needs to be in every player. You are playing yeah. green fucking bay. of the game. He was exactly. Me. You're playing green bay in front of fans that want to see something new, and y'all come out walking like that. That is on coaching. You did not prepare oh, that question. Who's yes, the sir. Leader, who's the leader on defense? Who right now? Who do you think the leader is going to be on defense? They they wanted to push it over to Edmonds, but I think it's far too soon for that. Jalen Johnson has been here the longest, and he knows Green Bay versus Bears and what it means to us. Eddie Jackson has been here longer, and he knows what this means to us and these fans. They should have drilled that into the offense. I've seen a a report. I don't know if any of you guys seen it, that one star DB had texted Justin Fields about leadership. Bitch, did you all see what y'all did on defense? Did (laughs) y'all? What did you all do to show that there was leadership out there? Yeah. When did y'all pull somebody to the side and smack them in the helmet and say, "Wake the fuck up"? Right. What? 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 core the D? What? What? Def- defensive line, linebackers, or DBs? Which unit looked like they were ready to play? Well, here's my Vegas bet. End yes, sir. This season, all you guys, who's going to be and misses as well? Who's going to be the leader on the defense? What's your What's your suspicion or what's Risker. your Brisker's a leader. Brisker. Yeah, he's, he's a leader. He's a leader. It's just that the fact that he's only a second-year player, so everyone's not conceding to his leadership. They're hoping that Edmonds be the leader, but Edmonds, because of his lack of playing time during preseason and playing, he's not there yet because he got looked off on a couple of plays, so he's not being he's not the true leader right now. Right now, I say it's Brisker. Whether or not it be at the end of the year, Maybe Edmonds take over for him in true leadership, but right now I say it's Bristol. Okay, Fireman, what do you what do you think about the the lack of uh, everyone kind of looking dejected even after they had just scored and they were within range to come back before another turnover? It seemed like it seemed like they just didn't have the energy. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Foster. Uh, it seemed like they didn't have the energy, or like you know when you score, you're you you rally your troops and you go. We're not we're not out of this game. We have plenty of th- plenty of time to win this. Do you think they just were lacking that? Yeah, I don't. I I didn't see any anger. Where is the anger? You know, you look at great defenses and they take personal offense to every yard that is gained for every point that is scored. They take it as an affront to them. It's an embarrassment, and so. That defense has got to look like put some zing back in it. You got Dick Butkus sitting on the sideline. Isn't there some vibes coming off of him, you know, just oozing into them? And then the offense, too, because I think this team does have some character. I'd like to see that offense thinking it's not over till the last snap is happening. You're, You're throwing long balls. You're still in this game. They were in the game for most of the game, but boy, they didn't, they didn't look like they believed they were in the game. 
Hey, hey, Fireman Pete. Now that you, I just wanted to say and stop you there when you talked about Dick Butkus. He was extra fired up on Twitter. Like he tweeted every day after he got that call and they asked him to be on the uh, sidelines. He had fans hyped up. If Dick Butkus at his, he could have came out there and and <laughs> attack and got in the backfield because they they just looked like they were they were dejected from the first snap. Period. Like, I didn't see any energy. The only person that really started off the game well was Yannick. I would have put Dick Buckus in that halftime, in that halftime room, and had him go the fuck off like he probably did back in the day. Mm -hmm. That was trash. Because Matt Everflus is too fucking soft as a coach. He speaks too softly. He, uh, uh, Alan Williams, I don't even know if he has a characteristic, if he has any fire in him. I have never really heard him talk above a a, a whisper. And Lou Getze, the bullshit that he talked about today, I don't even want to repeat the fucking quotes from uh, the the press conference today. It was a whole bunch of, well, I didn't know uh, who was in that personnel because I didn't plan or I did. I wasn't over the personnel that was coming in. I left that to my wide receiver coaches and all. That. What? No, oh, y'all man. don't communicate. There's no wow. communication. Wow. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they, they, I, you got these buckets there. You got to show up. Yeah, and I, you know, I think that it because football is a rough sport, and there's pain involved, and there's a little bit of fear involved. Yeah, I mean, all these guys are playing at a high level. But when you got guys like Butkus or Singletary staring across from you and you know they're trying to rip your your head off, that just does little things to the back of your head. And if you start seeing things out of the corner of your eye and you start thinking twice about whether you want to stick those arms out for, for a catch and stuff like that, and all that ferocity pays off in the course of a game and – Boy, they better learn that fast because you can't I, teach it. I think the there was something. I'm sorry, there was something that was said earlier about. I think Matt had asked about uh, what, how did we think they uh, defended our wide receiver? I got the an answer for that. I don't know if anybody answered that, but they had a horizontal game plan. That's what Lou Getzey called it, right? Yeah. So what Green Bay did was play in a nice zone. And all they had to do was stay in that zone. When a player comes through that zone, what happens is you you just follow until you pass it off to the next and then mm-hmm. pass it off to the next. So if all you're doing is this instead of this, all every zone, every from first level to second level to third level, all they're doing is standing and going laterally. That's mm-hmm. very easy than pushing forward and pressing them back and making them move in different directions, you know, vertically. So mm-hmm. I was, it's no energy. All I got to do is follow you like this mm-hmm. instead of like me having to take off and run back and then somebody cutting underneath. Like that's very easy. 15 yeah. fucking screens. How hard is it for me to go straight forward and not soft clay pool? You need to <laughs> Well, next, that's it. Keep, the blocking, next, yeah, the blocking. They were either getting around or just smashing through it. It was ineffective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So all they had to do, go ahead. Sorry. I want to ask where were the when we 
it's only one game. And of course, uh, the Bears, knock on wood, will make a 500 run this year. But where. <laughs> wait, wait yeah. have... are you saying that this record isn't possible? Oh, my God. That is really <laughs> optimistic. I'm in. Talk to me Matt's, after week two. Matt's saying, <laughs> Matt's saying that they're going to have 500, year, 500 yards of offense by the end of the year. We won Ooh. three games last year, gentlemen. 500 would be a Super Bowl in many ways. But I love the team. But my question is, when we did blitz, where what's the scheme for our blitzing? Like, how do they approach blitzing? It was very minimal blitz. I'll leave this to PJ. PJ, PJ has that. Yeah, you know, I know we the time that the couple of times that we blitz, we was blitzing our quarterback or cornerback or a nickelback. Uh, is that the guy the, on the? And do they take him on the weak side or like where is he coming from? He came from the play. I remember where he got hurt. He came from on the screen, the right side or the left side of the defense. He came okay. there and got chipped by the guard and then got hit by the uh, running back. So he got hit twice. Okay, and failed. So, but. But here's the thing I think we we're overlooking, too. You guys mentioned it, but I think you guys kind of glossed over it. The fact that we, on that first drive of the game, we get down. I mean, we're moving the ball pretty decently, get down to a third and short, run a trick play, and don't get it. Turn right back around and do a quarterback sneak, and you killed all momentum. So when the defense comes out there, because here we are going for it on the th- on fourth down on our own ter- territory, the 40 yard line, the defense is like, oh man, we behind the sticks. And they let them score. And we never recovered from that. I think it was a mindset ever since then. It's like, man, you know, uh, this ain't working right. And our whole defense was just flat. And it really just showed the second half. That's unacceptable. I'll talk to the defense. That's unacceptable. Give them a I don't call. Care what the offense gives you. Knock somebody on their ass. Punch them in the mouth. Fuck it. We're the team. Who cares about the offense? Like, we're the defense. That's all Chicago cares about. That's the marquee of our team. That's all we ever care about is, like, hurt that guy. Kill that motherfucker. But, but, but Matt, (laughs) if you think about it, though, we got all these new guys new to Chicago. They don't know that tradition you're talking about. They don't know. I well, mean, that's, why I, that's why I asked the question about the leader. Like, who do you guys see eclipsing and taking this locker room on the defensive side? So that's I'm why sure. I say Brisker, but Brisker's being hurt. Players from Chicago on the team. But that's what, true. I mean, but a lot of them's not even contributing. I mean, because the guy on the defense from Chicago is who? Uh, T.J. Edwards had 14 tackles. He he gave it his best. Yeah. And he's the only he got, he got blue bowed by Aaron Jones, also. And yeah, that was, that was a beautifully designed play. I'll give him a break. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, was, it was beautifully designed. I mean, because that was about, I, I, I agree, PJ, it was a great design. But look at the all 22. That that play is usually called uh, generally around goal line, which makes it like a quick pop. Mm-hmm. Like that literally was a, a man breaker, a, a man beater. Like right. that's all it was was a man beater. There was did nothing you, did you see special Edmonds? about it. Did you Sorry, see go ahead. Did you see Edmonds? Huh? Did you see what Edmonds did on that play? Yeah, Edmonds. both him and Edwards. Edwards was actually on him. Love looked off Edmonds. Edmonds went off to the left, and that's when he threw it back to the right. 
That's that's what that's there's a there's a slant coming in 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 Edmund's zone, so he bit absolutely he bit. He bit. So, but that field, Edmund, when Ed, when Jones got to the line of scrimmage because it was mm -hmm. an out, I forgot the, it's like a, I don't know if it's not power, but it's something that they call it, but it was a up and over, basically coming up and you're off either the left tackle or the tight end if there's a tight end, you boom boom right to the middle of the field. Once he got here, Edmonds, I mean, uh, Edwards was flat foot. Like, he didn't even try to, like, come up to, like, at least kind of give him a good shot to, 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 to stop mm. his motion. He just literally sat there, and he just crossed his face and was gone. You can't he do was, that with Aaron Jones. He was playing outside leverage. Edwards was playing outside leverage. And he was flat foot and got beat on it. Agreed. You don't do that. Like, Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so – so no, I and I agree with you too, PJ. No, 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 hopefully you're not taking it as that. But it just was. It showed that they were not. Re they weren't even ready to be physical. Like yes, outside coverage might work on that play because maybe you think he's going to break out. Maybe because it's a. It could be a choice. It could be a choice right where he comes out and breaks out or breaks in. But either way, if you know it's a choice, maybe have him come up and stick him so he won't be able to choose. Uh, if you not because you get you get you have five yards to uh, to attack uh oncoming receiver. Mm -hmm. He made the move at the line of scrimmage, pop his head or at least put a hand on. Him. Come up and step up and put a hand on. Him. I think what it is is the fact that that they they designed that play to be Edmonds, meaning yeah. you gonna I'm gonna look off the middle linebacker, make him go this way. That's mm -hmm. why I'm, that's why I'm gonna have. Jones act like he's going to go on the outside, knowing all along he's going to come back in the middle because I'm going to have that middle linebacker yeah. vacate based upon me looking him off. So it was a design play. That's what I'm saying. It was like they, yeah. they schemed him. That's what it came yeah. down to. Just out schemed him. Yeah, and it's definitely it's, they definitely have to take this tape, including the, the some of the fields misses that we see all over the internet where they're like, oh, look, he was wide open. But they don't Think about the progressions that he has to go to, but that's a whole nother story, whole nother show. We'll break that down. Like I said, I don't break down tape, but progressions is a basic knowledge. Like if you don't know what the quarterback's progressions are, shut the fuck up. Don't talk about it because a lot of that was not on fields. A lot of that, like you guys said earlier, a lot of that stuff was bad designs, two receivers in the same area, all that stuff like that. And 15, 15 out of 37 passes were screened. Shitty block screens too, yeah. Claypool getting blown up. Right. But Matt started right. talking about Chicago tradition. So I kind of want to just get get a, a few of the questions out that I we were brought on to discuss so that we can have a little fun and and not be so depressed because Foster came on depressed <laughs> first earlier and was like, man, I don't want to fucking think. I, he watched Blame all shit 22. on me, man. <laughs> no, on me, man. Uh, uh, no, hey, no, Pete, you, Pete no, how you, come it took you? Pete, how come it took you so long to finally get Rodgers' Achilles? We've been waiting 12 years for that shit. Uh, I didn't have the right people in the right place. Okay. And, and by the, the way, I'm available, man. I think better, better late than never is all I can say. All right. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's, let's get some questions going for, for Fireman Pete and Matt Walsh. I'll start off because he was talking about the tradition of being Chicago, how we're you know, supposed to be a hard-nosed defense, uh, defensive team, run game, all that stuff. We're known for violent hits, 
interceptions, turnovers, and things like that. But I want to talk about the city part of it. Uh, Fireman Pete was talking about earlier some of the uh, Chicago spots, and you came on a little later uh, and before I got off. So my first question to you, in regards to Chicago and the Bears rivalry with the Packers, what are some of the fond memories or what is the most fond memory that you have of a Packer-Bears game? Well, I have a personal story about that. My father, and this is actually a true story, my father was best man at a wedding that was happening on a Sunday while the Bears and Packers were playing. And he and a few of the groomsmen were in the bar next to the hall watching the Bears game, and they held up the wedding for a half an hour until that game ended. And that is a true story, and that is how deep Bear fandom, especially when it comes to the Packers, runs through my veins. You love it. I would have done the same thing. Uh, mine was I actually went up to a game with my dad who's passed many years ago and it was a really sweet memory one of the last games my dad and I went to was a Packer game in Lambeau which you know fuck the Packers but people open up their front lawn and you drink in their living room and it's a really <laughs> cool stadium and it's a wonderful and the fans were pretty decent they were but it was a it's a fond memory of my father and I and I went with Mutual friend Scott, who Jim knows, and his dad. I got nice, one more nice. quick thing. Um, um, wait, did I just lose it? Oh, I was in the stadium the day Walter Payton surpassed Jim Brown's rushing record. And there was like a 10-minute ovation, and the hair is standing on the back of my neck even now. When I think about it, I love loved Walter Payton. I think he was the one of the greatest athletes ever. And here's another quick little Walter Payton story. I was on the way to a uh, fire conference and uh, somehow finagled first class seats in the in the airplane. And sitting across the aisle from me, and this is another true story, was Howie Long, and it was. The day after Emmett Smith surpassed Walter in the all-time rush list. Uh, and I went and I didn't want to bug Howie Long during the flight. But as we were walking down the runway, I said, What'd you think about uh, Emmett Smith pe- passing Walter? He said, Yeah, really something. He's a great player. I said, Yeah, I gotta tell you, some of us in Chicago are a little bitter about that. And he said, let me tell you something about Walter Payton. No defense in the NFL ever wanted to play against Walter Payton. He ran, he blocked, he caught passes, he could even throw passes. He was the most potent offensive weapon ever in the NFL. And from that day on, I was a uh, Howie Long fan. All right, so I got a few Chicago questions, and my wife got maybe one or two questions herself for you guys. But quick, quick fire. Now, being us, us and the chat on Sunday, we're talking about Chicago's trademark favorite alcohol, first shot, 
that brings and initiates you into a being a Chicagoan at your first bar at 21, Malort. Both of you guys, give us, Dougie V and Mark in the chat, y'all remember, give us y'all's first experience with Malort or your worst experience with <laughs> shots of Malort. I've never done Malort. The first time I did Malort was when the Bears came out to the new SoFi Stadium. I've avoided Malort my whole life like it was rat poison. So <laughs> fuck Malort. I don't like it. And I had a sip of it. I'm like, what? This is, I don't even like this. Why, why am I drinking that? Uh, my only experience with Malort was I almost got fired because of it. Um, <laughs> it was actually at the fire academy. And we used, I was in charge of the burning house. They had a house that's not supposed to, you know, they use the same house and have guys yeah. run into it and test the equipment and everything. Well, I used Malort to start the fire and it burnt the whole fucking house down. And they had to rebuild it out of cinder block and I had to pay for it out of my paycheck. Well, that's when you, that's when you became Fireman Pete, huh? That's, uh, well, that's when I almost became no longer fired, fired man, Pete. Right. It's, it's been used as an incendiary, incendiary ever since. Yes. Yep. It's gasoline right. and turpentine mixed. <laughs> you guys they are so, that shit in so Vietnam, good. you know. Can we get a facial expression of your first experience? Just a quick one. Of Malort? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody screenshot it. You look stuck like uh, Mitch McConnell. Or, or, you look stuck. <laughs> that, that was the experience. Then. <laughs> okay, another question, and then I'll let my wife, because she's a huge fan, Matt, and she's a big comedy person. I, I want her to talk to you and Pete about some of the uh, clubs that you all probably started That's off. Cool. She has a few questions. But my, my last question, now I'll pass it on to her. Top three most uppity suburbs in Chicago. Uppity. Ooh, I like that word. Uh, I'm going to go. Go ahead, Jim. Uh, Winnetka, number one. Winnetka, okay. Uh, for me, Hinsdale. Yes. Uh what, what's the there's one by Barrington or something like Barrington, darling? <laughs> yeah, probably Barrington. Barrington might be it. Oh, uh, yeah. Lake, uh, Lake Zurich. No, it's there's one right, it's called like Robin's Breast. It has like a ridiculous, oh, thing yeah, real small, yeah. yeah, yeah, Lincoln uh, Parkridge. The chat's saying. <laughs> Naperville, Ridge, Naperville, Naperville's not that. And then uh, Lake Forest. That kid from Naperville on uh, the Packers ate us up on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, they all ate us up. <laughs> you're, 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 what? A little bit of Evanston, maybe a little bit of Evanston. That's where I was born. Yeah. Oh, so look, how, look how you turned out. <laughs> look how your dancing turned out. Oh uh, no, you know what's number one. Kenilworth. That's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> That's Kenilworth. Yeah, Steve said yeah. Hawthorne yeah. Wood. Hawthorne yeah. Wood. <laughs> yeah, Stickney. Displaying no, no, no. the city of 
destiny. So I'll bring my wife on real quick. We'll just be another couple questions. This is my wife, TJ Baskerville. She's a writer. She's an awesome nice, woman, mother. She takes care of all the kids and all the things that I, I don't have to do. Thank God that I can run in here and, and jump, jump on with you guys. And so I'll go ahead and let her do her thing. I just want to say, you know, he doesn't understand anything unless it's about football or sports. <laughs> so I'm really trying to learn the language so that I can get him to hear me say something. When we first, before we got married, here's a quick joke. Before we got married, my I have a friend who she's into sports. So I was like, well, he's all into, you know, football and I, I can't get anything out of him, especially when football's on. So she was like, well, I'll text you stuff about the game that you're watching and then just say it to him, right? And so she was like texting me stuff and I would just come in the room and I'd say, hey, that was a good, you know, whatever, <laughs> touchdown. And then he would look, he looked up like, what? You know, like, so I did this a couple times and he was like, what is going on? And I kid you not, he proposed to me a couple months later. So I think that's why. Oh. What was the Limp Biscuit song? I did it all for the nookie. The nookie. He did it all for the nookie. It had nothing to do with football. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was because of that. I think that's when he was like, I really love her. But, re but remember, Shorty, remember, Shorty, when I told you earlier, she comes in and she makes up uh, team names yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt and Fireman Pete, she'll come in and be like, hey, how about those uh, New England socks or bockers? Like, uh, the fuck out of here. I'm fuck out of here. What are you doing? Out out of here. I thought I joined a fantasy football oh. league at work. And I'm like, oh, this will get him to like, pay attention <laughs> to me during Wait. football. And so I'm like, I need help with you to help me pick my league. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, okay, so it's a pick 'em. It's a pick, it's not a draft or anything like that. She has, I was like, I'm not happy but she it. she knows more now than uh Shorty up there. We <laughs> me, Foster, and everybody been trying to get him. So I was gonna ask the last question I was gonna ask you real quick. What's the name of your fantasy team this year? I heard you talk uh, about that, but you gotta ask your I question. have two. Uh one of them is a bunch of guys who live out here in LA, a bunch of comedy guys, and it's called Star Machine. And it's like a face of the Oscar, and it's kind of making fun of Hollywood. And nice. Talk shit the whole time. And then uh, the other one was a bunch of my nieces and nephews and a couple of my brothers. And I think that one's called Joshua Tree Airbnb because it's a callback. My brother took the nephews out to some skanky, scary Joshua Tree Airbnb. And the minute they stayed there, they felt like they're going to be murdered. And then they felt like this woman was a dominatrix and then some dude showed up and there was a dead rooster in the backyard it was like crazy scary so it's a tribute to my brother fucking up uh, a weekend you, you didn't that's like write that into like some skit or some shit that's an snl skit sound like it oh it's it's better than that it's it comes up family lore every thanksgiving they relive every detail of that it's good that's awesome. Fireman P, I don't know if you had a chance. I'm sure you guys haven't had a chance to see the chat, but I just have to say, I, I know you probably get this. You look like a young uh, Jack Nicholson. I don't know if people have wow. told you that. But your, your wife, Shorty, said, agrees. Yeah. Your wife agrees. You yeah. hear that, Foster? She used the word young with me. <laughs> young. No, I've never, I haven't heard that like since like five centuries ago. 
<laughs> well, well, Foster currently looks like Santa Zaddy right now with the with the beard. You, you got the nice Santa Zaddy. Like he could go down to Miami and get some. Get, well, his wife might be in there, so I don't want to say that. My wife kind of lets me get a little lenient with Joe. It depends on what we, on what we get. But that's um, a serious question. None of my wives like me, so it doesn't matter. Join, join the club. <laughs> um, so Matt, I mean, I watched a lot of. I'm a huge comedy fan. Uh, one of my favorite actors of all time is uh, Will Ferrell. So yeah. I know you've done a couple things with him. One of my questions for you is, um, who was the? You know how you have you you're acting and you have you have to keep redoing stuff because you're laughing at the other person yeah. because out of you know from Hangover to Step Brothers. Who would you say made it the most difficult to get through a scene? Probably um, Zach, Zach Galifianakis. I, really? I thought that. He giggles I, a lot, and I know him. He's very giggly, and we make each other laugh too much. Yeah, he's hilarious. I like his yes. uh, his show, The Fern, Between Two Ferns. Yeah, he's funny. He's a yeah. lovely guy. He's a good guy. He's a wonderful guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... I think that was it. You asked one of my other questions, but like about the Chicago. But that was it. Shorty, my son was born in Evanston. So well, really? Yeah. Yeah. Expensive hospital. Yeah. One out of two. Question for CJ. CJ. TJ. TJ. What's TJ or CJ? I'm sorry. TJ. TJ Baskerville. Yeah. Her her name is Tawana, so a lot of like people pickle. butcher it. T as in pickle? T as in T as in Yeah, T as in Tom. Right. TJ. I said TJ, I thought. You said TJ. It, it, it's the gummy that it's the gummy that Foster fan. <laughs> All right. TJ Baskerville. What's your best high level football reference? Like if you want to impress your husband there and you want to walk in the room, top of your head, try to say something that makes you sound like you know what you're talking about. Did you see that touchdown that Fields made? <laughs> right? You are so much smarter than that. <laughs> you are so much smarter than that. You got to up your game, even if you don't know what you're saying. Drop in like a, drop oh, in like a Tampa two or a Mike linebacker. You got to go trying. like you guys got to help her out. Just give her some. She, she came in one game and asked me. She was like, so. Explain the downs, and she was like, "I know they just said third down, but it, so at least she actually tries." I give that to her, and I know all of you all, you know, have been married before, and and I, I come to all of you all for marriage advice and things like that. You guys are awesome stand-up guys, a period as men, period. But it 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 always baffles me when she tries to talk to me during games. Yeah, how do you yeah. all? I'm pretty sure guys in the chat understand what I'm saying, and maybe even females that are heavy football fans and their husbands aren't. So how do you guys, anybody, in the, everybody that's, that's I here, TJ, you, I bought another house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, way, man. there's always the pause button. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, sometimes Chris Collinsworth isn't that interesting, let's be honest. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. turn, take the volume down. Depending on the game, if it's a Bears game, it's a little more vital. But, you know. Yeah. Have you ever watched TJ? Have you ever watched Hard Knocks? 
Yes. Yes. Did you watch this year? No. No. You should have watched it. It was a good one. Who? It was a good it one. Aaron Rodgers. We. I don't allow it. I don't. It she made me like him. No, it made you, it made you like Aaron Rodgers. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I, I, no, I, go ahead. I, I'm, sorry, sorry. I'm, go the ahead. Biggest, I'm the biggest Aaron Rodgers hater, but it, it did make me. Yeah. A little bit, because because I can now. He's not a Packer anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'll, let, I'll let her watch quarterback. Quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you should watch quarterback. That's a good one too. That's really interesting. But or what? Make a point of watching Hard Knocks. Then you'll you'll get some like good jargon and some good lingo, mm -hmm. and you'll actually get drawn to the players. You'll like, oh, I want to I want to put you'll, you 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 would have had Brees Hall on your team if you would have watched Hard Knocks. Yeah. You would have had like uh, what's his name, the receiver who the receiver. Uh, uh, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. You would have had Garrett. You would have drafted Garrett Wilson. So it's really fun to get to know these guys through the the shows. Yeah. Don't ever draft uh, what Marcus Mariota. He'll he's going to be mediocre in, <laughs> in person no. and on the field. Let's be honest. No, That's why I, I say, play fantasy. I draft all Bears. Yeah. I say boycott hard knocks, and I even boycotted Jeopardy because uh, Aaron Rodgers was on it. That's how hardcore my own heart. You should have asked him a COVID question. Fireman, fireman. Go ahead, go ahead, Troy. You do realize that Corey Wooten, a bear, ended Favre's career, and then uh, Leonard Floyd, an ex-bear, could yeah. be the one that ends Aaron Rodgers' career. Kind of, um, I, I tweeted it out. I'm actually, well, I'm actually part of this PSF app now with uh, Sean Salisbury, the the former NFL cornerback. Uh, you know who he is, guys, right? Sean Salisbury. He's all over ESPN. Yeah. Uh, there's a new a new app called Pro Sports Fanatics that I'm on there with. Um, he, he's the president of it. And uh, he, 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 I completely lost my train of thought. Damn it. I hate when that happens. Two bears and two Like you can go on and find all the bears information on one app and literally jump right. from show to show. And you can go so into the Packers really cool app and talk out. to the show. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not a cool use. It's and not everybody's able to just come together in a chat and, and just yeah. go to whatever whatever uh, chat they want to and make comments and stuff. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Pete, go away. No, but. it's it's not a coincidence that two bears or ex bears ended two Hall of Fame <laughs> Packer seasons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I can't get into any more details about that, but it is not a coincidence. <laughs> oh, that's what I you won't hear any more about it, Pete, and you guys know nothing about it, and nobody will ever say anything because I'm the one who paid them all off. Zip it. <laughs> zip it. <laughs> I have a question for you guys, and then I, I have to help shut some of my kids down and get them ready for school. But my question is, Pete, what's the name of that bar we used to walk, we occasionally oh, went to in Burbank where they would sing the Bear Down song? Oh, yeah. what, what was that, Tin Horn? Uh, tin Horn Flats. All right. So Pete and I live in – or Pete would come out to L.A. to watch games. And uh, when he was here doing some ridiculous money grab for the city of Chicago, even though he's a, out in L.A., um, on the payroll, double time, classic Pete. <laughs> we would go to this place, Tin Horn Flats, bunch of Chicagoans. And, kids, kids, all kids. Yeah, and we would start – they would bears would score we'd start singing the uh bear down chicago bear song they would tell you no they would stop you and they wouldn't let you sing it because they only would let you sing it at the end of the game mm. so 
my question for you guys is if you went to a bar and they made that rule to you, what would you do? What's your take on that? Uh, I'm screaming that shit out loud and getting kicked out. Yeah. Well, if I was at a bar, I wouldn't just be singing it, but it's fun to sing it with everybody while you're at the game in the stadium. But if you're yeah. the only person singing it at a bar, you look silly. So I would, I would nah, wait till after about four or five shots of my lord, I, I get it cracking. I'll just be singing it all key, loud as shit, breaking windows. <laughs> Who well, cares? Like, uh, how can you, you sing that song off. too many times? Don't you take me off. Yeah, <laughs> talking about drinking that song too many times, especially if the game's going well. Well, here's what I told those those greenhorns at Tin Horns. I because I've been in 300 games in the South End Zone, and the tradition in Soldier Field is that when they score, yes, any points, you sing "Bear Down." Yes, that's all. You don't get yes. to make up a new rule in California. Yes. That's right. the yes. rule you sing. Right. Yes. Yes. You don't know what you're talking about. Right. You're out of your fucking Yeah, that made me angry. Right. Right. Before, yep. before you go, yep. I, have, yep. I have two one-word answers for you. Or one-word questions for you. They're one-word oh. answers. Uno's or Lou's? Lou. Lou for, Lou for sausage, Uno for anything else. Uh, the sausage is too much. It's too ambitious. That's a, that's like a whole inch and a half wife. of like pork fat. Come on. I hear my wife from here in the other room going, yes, this is our running <laughs> thing. Like, I, Uno's to me, the it's only the one on Ohio Street, not the chain. Yeah. Lou's yeah. is a better chain. But for me, if I had a choice between the original Lou's and the original Uno's, it's, it's always Uno's for me. And I've never been at anybody that picked Uno's. I thought you would. Damn it. The next one is Cubs or Sox. You know what? I don't have a one-word answer. The gut answer is bandwagon fan. I'm not a true baseball nerd. Yeah. So, who's ever in the playoffs? Unfortunately, I get on the bandwagon. I'm that guy. I'm the guy. I like the Sox. I'm from the South Side, but like I had Cub stuff in my room as a Mm -hmm. kid. I'm the worst person to ask that question to. Yeah, I'm not a real baseball fan. I see. I see it. All right. All Matt, nice if, you, if, you happen, if, if you happen to run into Horatio Sands and tell him about me, the guy that was shaking him, if he wants to come on the show, <laughs> tell him to reach out to us. I will, and I'll, I'll come back mid-season. I, we'll do a little checkup and see what the 500 looks like. Awesome. We would love to have you back. Thank you, man. Really appreciate you coming out with us. Thank you so much for your time, man. Appreciate All right. it. Oh, thank really you very much. much. You, you and, you and uh, Fireman Pete. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pete? Thanks, Walt. Or well, Matt, if he, if, he's sticking, right? if, he, if he can stay and hang with us, that'd be awesome. I'll stick for hey, a couple of minutes. On. If it's, you hear a band bell, show, if you hear a, a bell go off, I have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to go slide down the pole, huh? Damn. Oh, I thought that was a stripper pole in the background there. Never mind. Well, you know, I, I did want to run one thing by you guys because I got an idea for the Tampa game. Uh, what do you think it is? Because we got kind of we kind of got beat at the at halftime. What went on in the locker room? So I thought, what about naked towel boys in the Tampa Bay Buccaneer uh, locker room? And hear me out on this: it could either be towel boys or towel girls. But here's the catch: 
you'd have indeterminate, you get a makeup artist and you have indeterminate genitalia, like, <laughs> like uh, Barbie or Ken. So you don't know what you're looking at. So they, they're coming out of the locker room and they're all having arguments. Was that a guy? Was that a girl? Was it something, you know, yeah. I, all it's supposed to be is confusion and uh -huh. getting them thinking about anything but what's going to happen in the second half. It confusion might cost some money. And huh? disillusion. And disillusion. Because they're wondering, how did these people get in there? What is the point of their nakedness? What is the point of their indeterminate genitalia? The uh -huh. whole thing is just going to... It will ruin them. I guarantee it. Right. Will ruin they would be them. looking at them like, wait, there's nothing going on down there. There's no slit. There's nothing hanging. There's nothing going on up here. I'm looking at like a, a like a Ken doll, right? They'll wanna they'll they'll wanna look, but when they do look, it won't solve anything. <laughs> let's let let's let PJ answer. <laughs> he leaves. He just he, bails, man. He pulled himself. Did you see his face? He's his pulling face the Irish fuck like... off and just getting out, man. I'm just Go asking on. a question. It's a, just an idea that just came to me. <laughs> hey, send, send whatever tally weed that you smoking here, boy. I <laughs> need. <laughs> see what like what we do here a lot on the show. Uh, Fireman, is if somebody is like going off and they're like, if they're okay, if, so, if we say like, okay, what do you think about? Shut the hell uh, up, Dan. What do you think's going on here? Blah blah blah. Somebody, blah, start, blah, blah, blah. somebody starts cool. saying something wrong. We just we just pull them out like, ah, oh, I had enough of that shit. So like sometimes we pull ourselves if we have to. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, let's just say if they if they come out and have a bad second half, that's a little wink and a nod between you and me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to go. Thanks for having me on, guys. Fireman, clap it up in the chat, y'all. Clap it up in the so chat. Much appreciate it, man. I appreciate you, Fireman Pete. Take care. Go Bears. Right, up, you back on again, Fireman Pete. Right, Thank you. Okay. Have a good night. What's behind the curtains, Pete? Damn it, I forgot to get you. <laughs> oh. behind those curtains. Damn. <laughs> epic, guys. Epic. Let's go to this. Let's go to this. Are you are you, you twitching over the screens, Walter? Am I fucking with it? Let's see. Should we do that one? Nothing. That one? No. This one? No. Yeah, that one works. I don't know. Uh, I see uh, Veal with the button down. You guys going out tonight or something? Bro, I literally have <laughs> jogging pants on. I couldn't find a jersey. <laughs> My wife wasn't home. I told y'all she does everything <laughs> if i can't find it i'm just gonna find colors Fuck it all hey, right hey. right shorty L last <laughs> week i had the robe on i don't know what the fuck is going on when these shows are going on what's up <laughs> so if you're not here and prepared I, if i can find a hat because that's usually like don't touch my hat but when it comes to clothes i just be like fuck it if she ain't laid it out if she ain't pointed it out if she ain't folded it Fuck off. <laughs> I'm usually set, Bill. Tonight I am wearing the old three Cubs shirt. Hey, I, I like Foster style. Anytime I come on, he got the best bomb t-shirts. Uh, yeah, I got I got a lot of good ones. It's taken a while to collect them. I, I well, you see some of the other ones I got, man. I think one of my favorites it says 
there's a picture of a guy with just a few hairs. He looks kind of like me, and it says, "the the more hair I lose, the more hat I get." What? <laughs> Hashtag Foster in the chat for that. Hashtag Foster in the chat. <laughs> and then here, I, don't, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys noticed any of the new setup. I, I did see, too. Did you see Mongo over there? Nice. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't seem as it doesn't seem as dark in the background. <laughs> yeah, it looks nice. But I got I got Bernard's jersey. Love it. I just, I just want to say, TJ, it was nice to meet you, and thanks for coming on and hanging out with your husband tonight. It was cool. Thanks for having me. We thank you for allowing us. Absolutely <laughs> appreciate you guys for yeah, allowing us to ask questions and stuff. No, try to bring some. Bring some humor to the because that was a fucking depressing ass loss. So I just wanted to bring some yeah. humor for you guys and and some fun so the chat can talk about the shit and because that was I don't, I'm ready to move on. Yeah, me too. It's time to move on. We, we never even got into discussing what's going to happen this weekend, man. With him, we, 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 we have a pregame. Right we have a pregame. I mean, I'm I'm talking like I'm the the producer of the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm you're, like, but you guess, guys will man. have a pregame. Mr. Bill. That's what you said earlier. I was drinking. I was, you was telling me to slow down. I'm, you know, I'll be, I'll be talking fast. Yeah, I'm a fast talker. Yeah. I'm a scammer. That's what the fuck know, we do around don't, Chicago. Don't mind when I say I'm you don't want to slow down. Look at so, so I'm gonna, you guys, I'm gonna come and have dinner with you guys, right? I'm yeah. putting them on the spot. Don't, don't say that because she have a whole fucking three levels, seventeen course meal ready and shit. <laughs> I'll be fucking broke. <laughs> no, she, no, anytime no, somebody no, wants to come, anytime you guys want to come, helps everybody on it, man. Absolutely. Hey, we will set the basement up and we'll have the whole show here. So I know where you, I know where you, I know your Downers Grove because even when I read all your stuff, it says Downers Grove right on it. So I know. Damn, I gotta take that out because PJ might uh, try to try to well, take my. Where, where it ain't me. It ain't me. Like, you gotta worry uh, about Elmer. Foster. <laughs> you guys, where I live is like Elmhurst, Bensonville. It's really not that far from down, not as far as from Downers Grove as from where I'm sitting in Chicago. Well, yeah, we gotta come. We gotta come to that bar correct. one day. One day, I want to come and meet you at that bar. Like, especially, it don't even have to be if y'all recording. I want to come and see everybody. I want to want to meet everybody personally. You do, and I'll, um, I'm gonna do a couple things from there because I, I I spent some time. I actually got. Five different bars that I can come in anytime with any guests or fans, and they'll just give me a table in my own area to do a, a show or some questions, and we'll get a you, couple of drinks. And then I got a friend of mine who said, "If you do something here, I'll make a bunch of food for these guys." So I've been working on it. I've been trying to do it, and you will be one of the first ones to know when I'm ready, man, so that you can lock in and be I, there. We'll get your transportation or whatever you need, dude. If you want to have a few drinks, whatever you need, man. Did you, did you see PJ? The one thing about black people that we universally love is free shit and offers and invites. Veal. That's, that's just normal people. You don't have to be black Veal. to like that shit. I, I live on that shit. Veal, I'm trying to help you out, bro. It doesn't matter. It don't you, matter. You, you, you telling me, like, you telling like me I'm going to be in jail? Really used to be, it used to be the, you gonna, the, the kids who had everything and then, you know, and they were whatever they were and then I don't care if you were Asian, African, Hispanic, white. It was just the poor. We were just poor. You see that paneling back there, Bill? It's, it's just two classes, man. Poor. You're going to be so behind that paneling, Barry. And share it between ourselves, man. I'm not kidding you. 
We used to steal big wheels from the rich kids, and then we pass it along. Because well, then they he going to be on some Jeffrey Dahmer shit? That's why there's paneling up, because they can easily take it off. It's not drywall. You can just put more body to parts. Back, back to the John Wayne Gacy stories, huh? I'm trying to tell you, John man. John Wayne Gacy, you guys, is from my neighborhood. I walk past his house every day for like six years, man. That, that, was, your, that was your homie? That, Could yeah. you smell it? Yeah, my homie. Could you smell the bodies? <laughs> flesh, flesh, body. No, you couldn't. That's got to be a whole other episode. We got to figure out why the fuck did you move in that neighborhood? <laughs> I was here before him. I was here before Gacy. Seriously. Damn. Why, why, why the old jokes keep hitting you? STC says, Foster been giving free stuff since the Depression. Before that. Get him, Foster. It's on, it's no it's on Egyptian walls and hieroglyphics, and I'm the guy with my hand out. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm trying to help you, bro. <laughs> well, then, PJ, you come to my house, and then we'll just video his ass. Is she going to cook what we like? And we gonna, you know, be all right, and we'll just enjoy it that way. I'm telling you, you yeah. damn. I thought I thought it was bad. My parents moved into a, a former henchman of of the mafia, Al Capone's henchman's house. Now you talking about being behind panels and John Wayne Gacy being your homie? I don't, I don't know now. <laughs> they moved into a house in Maywood. Uh oh, yeah. Oh, man. We talked about yeah, it the last the episode. House. You was on gummies though. You was on. Gummies. I know, but you didn't. But you didn't say that was Capone's house last episode, because I know the house. I actually did. I did. I can I can pull oh, up the edit. I, Remember, I, I do editing. I missed. Good. <laughs> this this does its own editing and it blanks things out. So <laughs> it's all you, my homie, Foster. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go and get ready to make lunches and prepare stuff. You throw a meatloaf in the oven. <laughs> she, she's been drinking everything that's in here, so she. <laughs> what does she cook tonight? The meatloaf goes on in like 40 minutes if you're close. This is my shut her down and get ready to go. <laughs> no, no, no. I just want to know what did she cook tonight. It's not my lord. Enchilada. Enchilada. Nice. There you go. Nice. Maybe Next time, take a picture. Double burrito. They're not that big. That's why I said, don't don't say you coming over because she'll cook the whole fucking refrigerator and then I have to go spend another thousand dollars on two days worth of groceries. You guys you I don't, I don't, call, I don't come empty-handed. That's kind of rude, man. Bring a lot of water so it can fill nice your belly. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you, TJ. Speaking of Take food. Care. Speaking of food, wow. I made, I made, I made this for last oh, show. I forgot. So you gonna hit you in the chat, uh, Kitty? Oh, oh. Like this I is, said, she gotta take a picture. Gourmet. Burgers I made a couple weeks ago. I, I, hey, I made the same ring. Same ring. Yeah, you got the same ring. Oh, yeah, no shit. What's, what's going on with that ring then, man? Why do you guys get the same ring? What kind of it's what is very it? cost efficient compared to our wives? That's what I'll say. That's, that's the I, got, I can't take mine off. I'm on video. She'll kill me if I, I take mine off. Is that tungsten? <laughs> that tungsten with graphite? It's the uh titanium. Yeah. Yeah, but same, yeah, yeah, probably, probably the same, probably the same yeah. setup. Yeah, well, it's definitely you know, cost efficient versus hers. Yeah, this one was yeah, a little more than I thought that it would be, but it's. It'll, hopefully, I, I never that, have. To, I got the same pan, Dan. I got that pan. The, the copper pan. That's a nice yeah. pan. 
It works well. Hey, we look like we're doing a man cast, but with food. That shit's funny as fuck. (laughs) Wait till you see the burgers. Oh shit! Did you see that play with that twisty on the salt? (laughs) Look the way he's putting the pepper in there like that. Damn! (laughs) Oh, what a transition! Yeah. I can't wait till we're done with the food. I really, I really love the the Peoria. Uh, what is it? The Bowling Club of Peoria. Isn't it the next segment after the food? The Bowling Club of the Bowling yeah. Club of Peoria. <laughs> a little red wine. The BCP. Yeah, threw a little red wine in there and deglazed the pan with it. Yeah, that's mushrooms. <laughs> hey, green so much. And- Sorry. Somebody going to come on this shit after they see that we're still going and be like, oh, shit, they, let, let's see. I, I see it on Twitter that they're they're live. And they're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Where is Matt Walsh? <laughs> where is the, the Bears talk? We are cooking. Hey, Doug Van Dorna. This that is, was this, red wine. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Matt Walsh making sauce. some ragu beef. It, it, <laughs> was, uh, talking, Doug, it was Worcestershire uh, oh, and okay. red wine. Oh, okay, cool. I, I still can't say that. Don't ask me to say that ever. If you mix the Worcestershire and the red wine and drank that, it's definitely going to taste better than the Malord. Uh, I'm sure. I call it wor- <laughs> Worcester. I call it Worcester. It's Worcester sauce. Worcester. Worcester. Hey, go hand me that Worcester bullshit. <laughs> the W sauce. Leave my sister out of this. <laughs> Here, here's the. Uh, I'll sh- there's an important part coming up, Alex, because I, I did make sound to this, but I figured why, why listen to me talk? We can just talk while this is playing. I want to hear you talk. Play that I'm shit. A- it takes it takes many years to be a ga- a great conversation. Uh, We're gonna sure make you a TikTok star, sir. I told you I'm gonna put you into 2023 technology. We're gonna make you a TikTok star. Sure in here, so we're just gonna kill off the bottle. Okay. Right. That's the that's the end of the bottle. Worcester, sure. Nice. Your I'll, I'll try that. You're Worcester gonna want to use a brioche sure. bun for this, and make sure that you butter both sides of the bun because this is about to get tossed on the grill. I'm trying to see it three pounds fast. You can see that wagyu beef is really fat. Thank it. So, what I'm gonna do with these after yeah. I form my patties? I'm going to Work throw them in, the, in the freezer for about 10 minutes Work just to get my last chill. And that will kind of help to recoagulate the fat that is in this meat. What the word you That's my say? dog. Sorry, she's wearing a cone. Recoagulate? Can't Man, walk in the kitchen. I'm telling you, y'all are then, way more. I told you my wife does everything here. Get your patties ready. Toss them in the freezer for for like 10 minutes just to kind of recoagulate that fat. I'm coming to you when I barbecue. More like twenty. See here, I'm just saying, like my grill. I, I usually don't scrape my grill because I, I, I let it. Uh, I just heat it up really hot the next time I use it, so it so it just burns off the the crust from Preview. the previous. Yeah, because if because I actually had cleaned this and it was like really rusty, so I had to put a bunch of oil on it and shit. So that's why I, re- I literally or usually don't like scrape my grill. I might do a light scrape, but I just I use it. The previous cooking for seasoning. Here we go. Right. I can turn. I'm gonna take these. So look how the patty is now that you nice. froze it for 20 minutes. Parf 
I mean, they, these have been in the freezer for 20 minutes, so you can see they're like much easier to handle now, right? So we're gonna put these on the grill. Mm -hmm. You can grab it like a burger now, ready? Mm -hmm. Put it on the grill. High, high. We're gonna make these medium. We're gonna flip these soon and add the cheese. Right now, this grill is at 500 degrees. They've been on there about two and a half minutes. If you're making a burger or a steak, only flip it once. Rotate, yes. Do not flip more than once. So now these guys are, they got some heat going on them, right? So I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna do a little rotation station here. You can see that the fat is not building up on the top side of the burger yet, right? So it's not time to flip it yet. Although that looks pretty good. Let me, let me just grab a hold of that. I don't know how to spell requag. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to answer you, Swifty. I put them in the freezer to requagulate them because they're too fatty. We're at 550 degrees. This grill is ready to pop. Look at it. Oh, wait till, wait till this flips. Oh, look at this. Look at that. You can tell the burger is ready to be flipped by looking at the surface. It's it's, it's getting it's getting nice. Look at that. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's okay. Allow that char. Once you close the lid, you throw your cheese on. Now look, we've got these brioche buns. Buttered on both sides. We're gonna put these on the side. Pay attention to your buns. Make sure you flip them. You rotate them. You don't want to burn them. That one's almost done. We're done. Hey, I'm gonna have all type of editing goodiness with this one. Nice crispy buns. <laughs> nice. This is gonna be fun. This is actually great. Like this is this is how the show should be. We should be naturally ourselves and and show off all of our Here's skills and and have fun because the chat is still going i'm talking with the chat and and they're very entertained they're very intrigued they're asking questions no i'll shut up while you talk no condiments it's the burger's that damn good nothing on no it. condoms he eating it raw damn raw dog in it it's not quite medium but with wagyu he eating that wagyu raw. Pause. I love PJ. That's my dog. So what you should do is next time your wife's making something real fancy or real good, just film it, dude, and put together a segment. And we'll play yeah. that next time. For sure. I, I like that. Like, that was a really good, like, things like that is, is what I love about natural shows that, actually just live just live and let live everybody wants to be overproduced over too over buttoned up that's the way to connect with your audience that's why you come to bcp so you can connect with foster pj and shorty and walt when he comes in and shows his face after they let him out the cage in the back <laughs> <laughs> but these guys give it to you real the media is too fucking buttoned up in chicago i don't want to be too harsh on them 
but they're too fucking buttoned up and they're too pessimistic. These guys right here, Shorty, PJ, Foster, and, and Queen of the North and, and, and all the other ones that come on that are, aren't on right now that I have to meet later on, these guys are great. The natural shit, the natural bear-loving, Chicago-loving guys of BCP and gals. I love it. I love coming on. I appreciate being added to this particular show. You've seen how natural they were with Matt Walsh. They weren't all uptight and asking, hey, so, and when did you get your start type of bullshit? Go ahead, Foster. I want to throw this in, too, with what you're saying, because I've had like seven or eight people that I've literally met on Twitter or YouTube literally call me on the phone and say, hey, man, thanks. I want to I wanna thank you for dragging me into the circle of people that you dragged me into because they're some of the best people that I've met on the Internet, man. And not only and that, our, just our like what you're talking awesome. about. It's straight up. It's honest bullshit, man. Like Paul Forbersky, he didn't know you. He didn't know Greg. He didn't know anybody. And now he's starting to see all this, man. He was literally, we're on the phone the other night. He's like, he goes, man, I never realized that there, there's that much good content out there. I'm used to the, what you see on TV or the ESPN and all that crap. So I'm like, no, dude, you just there's good everything. You just have to look because nobody's going to tell you the good except for like you're doing now, man. It's little increments here and there where you're going to get the good information. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Phil, for, for, shit, for, spout, for shitting that out. Absolutely. In the chat, our the the chat i want to say our because i'm on the show and and i feel at home when i come on here and i, I appreciate that but y'all chat is top fucking notch they're hilarious they're interactive they ask questions they talk amongst each other they keep it going they bring other people in i love you guys's chat I, that's why you see me with like i said the forest whitaker i i just be you be spanking that wagyu huh I, All right. <laughs> Can you get the meat out of our face? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kitty, Kitty, is this a how does this meat actually taste? <laughs> is that what she said? Or is that what she asked? <laughs> I'm definitely cutting the clip of that. <laughs> I'm <definitely getting> <laughs> All this next week's video is going to be fire. I think PJ <laughs> fell off his chair, guys. Oh, I wish my wife was in there for that one. That was tough. <laughs> PJ for the dub. <laughs> that's, that's what Jordy was talking about. Making sure we're loose and we're hyped and we're ready to go to give these people what they came here for. I love you guys. You guys are fucking off. Awesome. See, <laughs> see the, the wife oh, even wife said that too. That's her language. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you that, man. <laughs> not not the, the joke, the cooking. Look at the chat. She got a dirty man. All she do is talk, say dirty jokes all the time. I don't know what she's talking about. Man. <laughs> she likes the meat in her face. <laughs> yeah, you got the couch ready for tonight, right? You got your couch ready for tonight? There might be a little reverse. Whenever I talk about that, 
it, it, I might be more welcome than the room. Oh, I was going to say, you right, I was going to say, so wait, right. now you're getting the meat in your face, literally. Never mind. I'm, well, man, I'm I mean, that's I probably what shut, you want. You know what? Here's where I'm at, bro. Turning me on. Figure out where I'm at right now, dude. This is where I'm at. This is where I belong yes, at this moment. Oh. <laughs> Foster and his wives. <laughs> Foster and his bodies behind the paneling. <laughs> What's behind that 1945 paneling back there? Raging Oracle saying he's creeping towards that doghouse. <laughs> hey, Swift said R.I.P. Foster. Now he's back in the wall with the rest of the body. <laughs> hey, that was scary as shit. That looked like... <laughs> oh, that's going to be another Actually, good clip. Actually, Dan Dan's burger. I had to go to the bathroom, grab some water. In the meantime, I I literally made a fucking burger. Was <laughs> it your fucking burger, you asshole? What does it look like? <laughs> Let's see. That boy got Foster got Dominic's uh uh Dominic's uh bread on that <laughs> I do. That bitch so, uh, look hard to swallow. If he don't put no confidence on that. We might find him as a body in this house. <laughs> he got that. He got that. He got that Chicago public school bread on. Raise your orange burgers. Show the burger. Show the burger. Like, what does the burger look like? It's almost like gone. Right. I'm gonna dump eggs on here again, dude. <laughs> it's not breakfast. It's I mean, just show the like, hold up the sandwich and show the the oh, side of the bite. Oh, that's not bad looking. What is that? A microwave burger? Oh, there you no. go. It's he said that a microwave. It's ground, it's, no, it's ground. You went off a ground truck burger. <laughs> I did. Is that an Aldi burger? <laughs> no, it's ground truck. You went like you went and ground formed a patty mix. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck did you take time to go off and form a patty and cook that shit? Right. I didn't see He's going to have like a skillet top on your desk there? He got osmosis with door dance or something. I got a hot plate right next to the thing and the fridge is over here. He started buffering and came up with a burger. What the fuck? That's okay. Oh, the French fries are still cooking. The deep fryer wasn't heated up. We need enough. to ask Miss Foster what the fuck is going on over there. Man. He got the, the Jetsons uh, burger maker in the background. The, the, the Foster, boiled the burger. burger. Bill, just, just so you know, the Foster is my sister. It's not my wife. Oh. That's my sister on the on the show. She helps us a lot. With, she does a oh, lot of stuff that we don't even know about. Your, we need to ask your sister what's going on over there. How you guys? She got wouldn't know because she's like two hundred miles away in Indiana. <laughs> and Swift was whoever popped up on your episode the other day. I thought that y'all was in the same place, but Swift wanted to know: Who is was? that meat cooked, or is that human meat? Sure. Dahmer, Dahmer, homie. <laughs> it's, it's it's human flesh, ground chocolate. Ah. I knew it. I know human stuff. <laughs> I could tell what do you that behind the paneling in those jerseys. That's why I got it there. Nobody's gonna touch that shit. Yeah. My meat, my meat stash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, we, I, we gonna stay I, far away from that neighborhood. Hey, uh, Foster, Foster, paint your room. Paint your room. 
I'm scared. I'm scared. On, I'm scared. Phil, check this out. We don't want to incriminate him. No, because it's big. <laughs> it's, it's not the same, man. What? It's still kind of a mess, but it's not the same. Phil. Phil. Yeah, I'm, oh, goodness. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Have, have you ever rehabbed an entire house from the roof to the foundation? I don't blame you, bro. I get it. I get it. You don't, okay. you don't want to. The body, no, bro. That's what I'm lazy as fuck. I pay everybody for whatever. That's how <laughs> like, he can hide it. the bodies, bro. That's what I'm telling you. That's how you can hide there the was body. no There was no floor. <laughs> yeah, it's filled with tools, man. It's filled with tools. And bodies underneath. <laughs> Oh man, Cliff's Cliff's saying. Wait, wait, go back to that. Uh, Cliff's saying. I just took the beer brats off the stove, simmered them in beer, uh, butter and pepper, and then they just need to be caramelized on the grill. Yes. I Every love that. episode I've come on, y'all giving a, a straight fucking recipe. Every mm -hmm. time I come on, I need mm -hmm. to be taking notes because I can't cook for shit <laughs> unless it has instructions on the back of the packet. But can so you I'm butter bread though. But I don't do butter bread. That, 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 I say can you, but, can you butter oh. bread. Oh, oh yeah, I can do all this. All the shit can that we ta was taught as kids. Yeah, we, we I got that shit you, on lock. Can you toss some salad? Pause. Oh, <laughs> I gotta make sure salad. we're going in the right direction. Uh, PJ, uh, Bill, I heard about this. PJ, he can toss salad right out the fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking my wife's language. <laughs> <laughs> Bears, Thank you, Queen of the North. Paul, extra pause. Two times the pause. Hit the pause and the button. Delete. Pause, pause, pause. Uh, <laughs> hey, Mo. Yes, it did. Mo and the cat said that went way wrong. It usually does, Phil. See, this is what we what we get when we get all together and shit together. <laughs> I'm coming to join the team, Shorty. Shorty trying to recruit me for the team. We we gonna make this happen every fucking week. <laughs> what are you drinking? What is that gas station energy drink? What the fuck is that that you drink? It's a it's a fucking seltzer. It's it's a Bud is that, Light. Is, is it zero sugar? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's how I keep my my. It's how I keep my girlish figure. <laughs> zero. Zero sugar and zero I'll, I'll, taste. Hey, I'll make it, it funny you like I ain't got one dancing. right here. Shorty. Like I <laughs> that's why I was laughing. You know what's up? Show, in the middle of the show, I was like. <laughs> You're like. Yeah, I don't want you right. I don't want you to see the pink label. <laughs> and I've been I tried to hand it with the bottle in front of me. Like, oh. I tell you what. I tell you what, man. We got a, we got a soda stream. And uh, I've been Ooh. drinking that the whole show. At, so I bought one for this Florida property, but at home we have one and I actually rigged it to hook up to like a five gallon, like a 10 gallon CO2 tank, bro. So we just got soda water for a year, dude. <laughs> and it's awesome. Just drinking straight up soda water is really refreshing, man. With nothing in it is really refreshing. I'm just showing this because Ray didn't ask you to drink that, aren't you? What's that? I said, you're really trying to convince yourself of that, aren't you? No, it is. It's really refreshing. Dude, I'm just being a smart ass. Drinking soda water is really refreshing. Oh, it is. Right. No, because when we got it, my wife's like, oh, I just like to drink this by itself all day long. And I'm like, you even ask about a fucking explanation. Did you sound like that for real? 
<laughs> I hope she's not watching. She's gonna get you for that mark. Yeah, she is. She's like, she's like, the papers, the, the papers are already signed, Bill. He just signed them. She's oh, I'll, I'll send you the link in a second, Bersky. Hold on. Uh, my, but my wife's like, okay, let, let me do my wife. I just love to drink soda water <laughs> just by itself because it's just so refreshing. Get used to that couch, bud. It's, it's and then to say it, but the way I don't have a soda said, stream here. What am I going to do? So I'm like, fuck it. I just bought her a soda stream. So now we have a soda stream here, too. And now I'm like, fuck it. I, I like this. I like that. You, you got me hooked on it, hon. Soda, soda water by itself is actually very good. Oh, TJ, TJ, what are we going to do with these guys? Hey, your wife just put the meanest looking emoji I've ever seen in my motherfucking life in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch out. You ain't going to have to worry about no fucking hurricane like you had the other week. <laughs> the hurricane is coming for you right now. Hurricane Blowing through Atlanta at this moment. Hurricane right. Kitty. Hurricane Kitty. Oh, wait, that's not bad, too. It was terrible of me to act like my wife. Splash. Splash. Here comes the splitty cow. My water. No, that's not, that's not how my wife is. you talking about water, kitty cat, hurricane, water, splash. Pause. You got to dancing. Yeah, go back to dancing. Don't even try to hurt the nation. Kick the show back off. No. Guys, Bersky has... Oh, Bearski has a film that he has a little little uh little video he'd like to share with us. You guys want to see it? Some, some Absolutely. Hey Bearski, hey Paulski, how you doing? Is he coming on? Block right there, Claypool. Second attack. Every black, every black Claypool made was shitty. He made him when he could even. Thank you for sharing that, Paulski. Bearski. Thanks, Pauly. Are you? Is he on the show here? Yeah, I thought I thought he said he was gonna come on and do no, it. Leave, leave him alone. I can't do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of done with the game myself. That was a good video. That was cool. We had some highlights. Let's yeah. let's move on. <laughs> but he can. I mean, he could come on. I'm not saying he can't come on. I just don't want to talk about the goddamn bullshit. <laughs> All right, it's the Phil show. 
with Foster, Dan, and PJ. I'm no, it's you, it's on. the Foster show. <laughs> no, with the body, let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> nope, that ain't a show, man. Never happening. What the fuck are you doing, Polsky? Man, y'all creepy as fuck today. What's going on with you? Hold on, give me a sack. I still need a sack. Uh, you gotta hide the body. <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing anymore. You asked to come on, sir. <laughs> What's going on? I did not. Dan told me I had to. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I still need another second. <laughs> I didn't think. Oh. What am I doing? I'm, I'm, dude. I'm calling it like it is with Chase Claypool. I'm so fucking sick of that guy. And uh, it, dude, I've been on this train for a while now, and. Uh, it's just proving itself more and more and more right. I've called in the ESPN 1000, told them, like, hey, I don't really understand what this guy's done to earn a spot, and I don't see how he's going to improve in this offense if he's not participating in the offseason. And um, I even went as far as, like, I know I said I'd light myself on fire if we lost week one, and I clearly didn't do that. No, but I want to see. I wanted to see you holding Dan's hand on the way down, though, because you did say that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but I also, I also said that if I'm wrong about Chase Claypool, I will go out there and buy the clothes that he's modeling in Paris. I will dress up in them and I'll fucking buy hundred level seat tickets and fucking sit there and wear his fucking fashion and shit and Please totally no. support him if he produces. But Please the guy's no. fucking sucks, man. Please, no. One game, just be Please. patient there. Give him a little bit more time than one game. No, I no, mean, no, 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 no. Seven games, games 140 yards last year. I'm, I'm out of patience, man. I'm not happy with performance as a bear either. His leash was the short. <laughs> Come off the uh, edge, I'm with you, Bill. I'm with you, Bill. Hey, uh, I had an idea, and I presented it to, to, uh, to Shorty, and I think me and him – so far, the only ones that drink that after bad losses to kind of wipe the taste out, the bad taste falls out of the mouth of the loss, we would do a Malort shot to punish ourselves for believing. What do you think? I'd rather drive to Green Bay and get naked in Lambeau Field. <laughs> I mean, I might rather do that than fucking Malort. I mean, the ladies, might, the ladies in the saying. chat might like that. Foster, the ladies in the chat might like that. No, we, they probably won't. Bill, you gotta be we, in can, we can open up OnlyFans for you. We can open up OnlyFans for you for that. <laughs> I went to a party The entry fee to the party was to do a shot of my lord. <laughs> uh, being naked isn't fun. Isn't fun. <laughs> I mean, it isn't fun unless you're confident. That's how much I don't like my lord. Because I don't need to ever drink that shit again. I, like I said, I'll just go get some. I, you guys are, you some guys gasoline. are. The and I might just light myself on fire too. Did the you just there you go? There you go, Foster. The anticipation you guys are are is, are giving me of this Malort. I honestly cannot wait to try it. Yeah, I can't wait to see your reaction. Yeah, I want exactly, Paulski. That. That's the reaction right that. there. Yeah, what the fuck? It's got to be filmed, Dan. I will. We got say even, even if you do a shot in the bathroom, the camera's got to go with you. <laughs> there are some things that Shorty 
Shorty hasn't experienced like fantasy football in Malort. So we got to get that all together in like one show, hopefully, and get them <laughs> get them together and shit. Because he's not he's not experienced everything that we were at. Like he's he's about down here. We got to get him up to here, and especially with the dancing, we got to figure that out too. But if we go zero and two, we're as good as fucking zero and three because we we faced the Chiefs in week three. I, I dude, I'll chug Malort. Why? I'll I'll, ch- I'll just chug it. I, I did all the feeling. But, will just leave my body. I won't even feel it because the pain of the Bears going 0-3 this year will be so much greater than any fucking dirty, nasty alcohol. You need Malort to have feeling back again? <laughs> Y'all ain't feel me. My motherfucking camera got drunk off Malort. Goddamn, it's been failed. You guys understand that we're in a situation where week two is a must-fucking win? This is crazy. I love hey, the NFL. Hey, That's why hey, I love hey, the NFL. Hey, but hey, Polsky. calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Hold on. Calm Dog down. I'll be right back. Calm down, man. It's it's not a must Don't win it, yet. Just calm down. Where's Hold your, your cup? Where's the cup? Where's the cup, Polsky? Mo, 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 hold on, guys. Mo, to answer your question, the first shot that I ever do of Malort will be on this show, so you guys can see my face. I won't even. I'll be so. I'll. I'll want to try it so bad when I get it, but I'm gonna save it. Just so I can get the the real time reaction. You seen you seen Matt and uh Matt Walsh and uh Fireman Pete's face. That's you're either gonna be stuck in a time warp or you yeah, don't have to yeah. PJ. PJ. Yeah. What what's that say up at the uh top left corner right there? Prediction eleven and six. Dude, I tried to call Shorty out on it. You know what he did? Please. He hid behind you guys. He said, No, 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 no. This was a team projection. This projection was twelve and five. <laughs> yeah, my mine was ten and six. <laughs> I don't Fuck remember. Yeah, we, PJ, did you even say what they were going to be, or did you, we just? I, I can say, I can tell you now after preseason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. No, I meant when we did this. No. Because you, we just voted on the teams. I don't. I don't remember everybody giving an actual. Record. Well, see, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was under the assumption that we was gonna be playing our starters a lot more in the preseason to get them like used to each other, get them to Continuity. where they can know each other, get the cohesion, all that stuff working together. So after watching the lack of continuity in the preseason, my whole thing changed because I'm like, it's gonna take us three weeks before we even on the same page together. Yeah, hey, I, too, I just got to give credit to you, PJ, and I got to give credit to you, Foster. When I uh, last time I came on, or maybe the time before the last, I asked you guys for some bold predictions. PJ, your bold prediction was that we will have at least two 1,000 yard receivers this season. Mm-hmm. And I met up with Deke's view just before week one uh, at Soldier Field, and his bold prediction on offense was that we will have five 500 yard or more receivers, which kind of almost mimicked your bold prediction in a way. I, I think yours is actually more – I'm not sure which one is more realistic, but still, he kind of had the same idea as you. And then, Foster, I got to give you credit because your bold prediction was Roshan Johnson will start by week – I don't know. You went back and forth and back and forth and back and three, forth. Maybe six, had seven, but but regardless, people. you're right. At some point, that kid's going to be fucking number one. Yeah. Hey, Shorty, I like your dog. Yeah, dude, I think it's sooner. Bill, I, I think it's yeah, sooner. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. After that one, like, 
Like Sunday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not even going to say he's going to start, but I bet you he gets a lot more gets to, gets to be involved in the offense a lot more than he did, and not as late. You guys understood he put up his stat line in just about a quarter of play. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. This is my poor pup with the scratched eye. She finally gets to have her uh, cone off for ten minutes. So I figured I'd put her in my lap so she could enjoy not having her fucking cone on, you know, in a month and a half of wearing a cone, this poor dog. I, 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 I was trying to do this before, but I got to give you my Malord story. My Malord. I call, no, Malord. Malord. I call it Malord because I will never drink Malord. So we're, we started and we're drinking Malord, like five or six, seven shots of that because I'm sitting with the wrong people, mm-hmm. right? Well, then we transitioned uh-huh. into Sambuca, and we finished we finished a bottle of Malord. We finished two bottles of Sambuca, and I, I literally got in my car and drove to my apartment. And I lived on the third floor on the, north, the near north side of Chicago. So I'm looking up at the apartment. It's about 1.30 in the morning. I'm looking up at the apartment. I'm like, no fucking way. So I just pass out in my car, right? Sun comes up the next morning at about 6, 6.15. I wake up in my car with the doors open. The change, the change thing ripped off my dad. The money taken out of my pocket and a stolen car battery. That's my Malord story. You're lucky, man. If we were PJ or Vel, it would have gone so much. They didn't get killed. What? Dude, like it's Chicago. You should expect that. That was forty um, years ago. This this place is crazy, man. This place is crazy. It was a lot bigger. It really is. Lot. But I, 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 man. I don't know. I, I got to tell you guys, this is uh, an interesting way to start a season for sure. Um, we're so confident coming into this thing, and the Packers are so weak. They're the youngest team in the league, um, they're, which means they're the most inexperienced team in the league, and we just let them walk all over us. It felt so bad. And, uh, uh, you know, you could put the finger in a lot of different places, right. but, man, it at the end of the day, they either clean it up or they don't. They definitely put the finger in a lot of different places, that's for sure. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they either clean <laughs> it up or they don't. That's why week two is so huge for us. It's huge. It's bigger than it should be, Polly. It shouldn't let's be go. this important, but it is. For Just this, put fucking game behind yeah. us. What, what do you guys think about this week? Bill? What do we what this week? I, I'm I'm trying to ignore Falsky because he's putting me in the depression, and I <laughs> and I and I know that uh, Foster was already pre-depressed because of the goddamn All 22 he had to watch for us. Um, I'm trying to be more optimistic, uh, seeing as though we're going against Baker Mayfield, but that didn't work because I got to wear egg on my face too because my prediction was Jordan Love would be kind of stuck in the mud. And we'll be rattled because I'm figuring that we're going to press up and at least try to make him throw the ball, but we couldn't even stop the run. So <clears throat> I'm going to be still still remain optimistic because it was only one game, as we've all said several times today. So I hopefully hopefully it could be a close, tight win, like a 21-17 type of joint where the defenses actually kind of clash because I don't think Rashad White is that dynamic of a running back, especially not as dynamic as an Aaron Jones. So I don't foresee their run game really pushing well. And even though they beat Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Vikings 
defense is just as suspect as ours. So hopefully they change the game plan and get back to what we were doing well last year, at least to get us to the bye. Then you can try to re-implement some of those passing concepts and different ideology that you might have wanted to try at week one. Uh, but get back to what Fields does best and the offense does best because now we have a dynamic wide receiver one that could catch out of the backfield, catch wide receiver screens, go deep. He can do it all. So hopefully they change the game more vertically and push that run that run game because we were down 7-6 or 17-6 to six for most of the game. So keep pushing the run. Keep trying to push it downfield. You already have seen and witnessed a, a dead offense. So might as well give it a try. You've always, already witnessed us with turnovers that kill the game, too. You've already witnessed us go for three, three, third and short and turn the ball over. So what, what worse can happen? Just try. Just get it downfield. Use these receivers we traded for and drafted and see where we can go. The defensive side, I have no fucking hope. Sorry. Yeah. What is At least go down season, though, right? Yeah, go go down scoring. We we at least scored twenty points, and that that's that's the key. Like we scored twenty points. Like there's a lot of lot of opportunities left on the board if we would have adjusted after a halftime. Posty's so. video is doing some. He got that Nintendo Wi-Fi like that. <laughs> he got that. I need to blow in the cartridge Wi-Fi. What the fuck, man? He's starting a line off of his phone right now, and that's what we saw. Oh, <laughs> he, got that. he got that. I didn't pay for the porn yet in the late 80s. <laughs> I'm sorry. You I've been drinking. There, My wife was down here hyping me up. I'm sorry. Ah, right, Cliff said dial up. Fuck. If you're sorry, I should be really sorry <laughs> like what he's sorry for hey last week i was on um uh official on with official j and deeks like you you said you just met and my wi-fi started fucking up crazy it was just like like i was doing a robot and then it cut out and like all i can hear them was on my on my uh tablet i had it going on the tablet too and it actually was doing better than my phone and they was like, I think we just fucking lost Bill. And they kept going on with the show like I, I wasn't shit. And I don't blame them because I wasn't really providing anything anyway. When I was in the middle of my conversation, it was the most embarrassing. I was sweating and shit because those guys are awesome. Like all of those guys, Deeks, uh, it was uh, Nick from a official, uh, official, he called it Jay just another year. Yeah. And all of them. And I'm just like, scoot her back on her. <laughs> if that was your embarrass most embarrassing moment, you you have no idea what fish jello is, son. So, <laughs> I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Can you poke? Can anybody bring that up or post that shit? No, don't bring that it up. I'm sorry like, I even mentioned. It. I'm sorry I even mentioned. It. Just just cut that. That shit looked like it came out of an ass and was recycled and made a dessert. What? Dude, that was my Christmas every year as a child. And y'all enjoyed that shit, or was it just decoration? I know. I mean, I didn't, but yeah, my family did. So was they like, oh shit, Becky, can shit. You, uh, bring it. the fucking fish they're... jello with the chicken in it? That's how it was, how conversation was? Yeah, I, I had no idea there was even chicken in jello. I actually just went to go buy some bread, 
at my local Polish store and I looked down and once you know it, chicken jello, pork jello. I was like, Shut, I gotta take a picture of this. Bro, and, and it's multiple meats that they put in this shit. Like, oh, you know what the fuck yeah, we should try to I guess my fucking people jello. just jello everything, oh, man. I don't know, dude. Oh, oh. Right. Putting your meats and shit. Hey, what wants to talk about? That's my guy. Go ahead. Yeah, I've, I've been sitting holding my tongue the whole game. BJ, I gotta ask you, man, are you gonna die on this preseason hill? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I just had to ask because, like, I'm looking at it. And you have to see, like, these other teams won games, and their starters didn't play. So, I mean, your argument is like, if I go into work tomorrow and I forget how to do, or, like, write an email. My argument is we had the worst. We we had the worst record last year. We chose not to play our starters in the preseason, so we don't have nothing to which to build build from. Whereas other teams had a better record, they can afford not to play their starters. We don't. We have all what, these new what, players what, coming what's, in. What's it going to? What's it going to change? What is it going to change? Yeah, because you know, oh, I'll, 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 I, I know which way my left guard, I mean, my right guard, is moving when I go this way. If I'm the right guy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but if I don't have this continuity with them, because I don't get a chance to play with them in a real season, I mean, in real games, I don't know what's going on. So therefore, yeah, I don't know. And don't have that continuity, so yeah, I'm fa- I'm failing until about the fourth game to where we finally figured it out what we're supposed to be doing. Okay, now I'm assuming your blocking assignments are done over in practice, right? And it's something that you would normally do at your position. And I think you made a comment earlier in the show too that uh, something about oh, it's not the Packers. Uh, you know, your lineman can't mirror the Packers. Well, what the hell's the difference if you're playing another team? You know, I didn't they're say not that. mirroring the Yeah, yeah, she did. You went off, I, or somebody said that. I'm, I said, did you say it? I said, my my practice players cannot be who the Packers are in a game situation because they're not the Packers in a game situation. Yeah, but neither is the other team. So the the, the argument is moot. My my and argument is this: they they need to get more continuity, and that's why I just keep saying over and over, it doesn't matter anyways, because these first two games are just like preseason games because they're not together, they're not on the same page, not the coaching staff, not the players, nobody, hardly anybody's on the right page. They are for spots, bits and pieces, man. But go back and go back and watch all of that, all twenty-two, split it up into offense and defense, and watch every play like two or three times, and you'll start seeing stuff. That. Okay, well, yeah, then, then you should know what I'm too. talking about with this. There's Foster, no consistency. The problem is, the problem they don't, is they the don't know each other well. Not, the first two games are not preseason games. They're real season games. If you go 0-2 and, and you face know, the Chiefs in 3, you're going 0-3. If I, you go 0-3, go ahead and look up your percentage chances of you making the playoffs. Do you see why I'm saying it? It's not preseason. It's real season. And it's year three for the quarterback. They don't know each other. They they've been doing the practice and the reps all day long, and I know Walt. I know Walt. You're going to say other teams won games. That's fine, sure. Uh, if you take out like five players, we're by far the youngest in the NFL. Pull out the guy Mercedes and the long snapper and the punter and the kicker. One other guy. I think there's six guys. If you take them out, we're like 24 and three quarters of a year old as a team. Yeah, but the Packers are younger. No, they're like 25 and a quarter. I said no, if you pull the out like six guys. If you pull out six guys out of the Bears, you're taking out a 37-year-old, a 35-year-old, a 33-year-old, and a 31-year-old. It's a quarter of the team. Take out Cody Whitehair, and we're still we're, we're younger than the, the, the Packers for sure. 
If we get rid of you, we're a lot younger. <laughs> That's easy to do. Damn. Man. I do it myself. That's I'm like just saying that, Foster, like, you, can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. Like, you got to have a good mix of young and old because it's experience and inexperience. And to be honest with you, we're one of the most inexperienced and youngest teams, but the Packers are the youngest and the most inexperienced, and they walked on, all over On paper, I didn't see Mercedes Lewis on the field over. once. That, that takes off 10 years off our age. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I get, saying, I get the, the, the continuity. It's a combination of things, dude. It ain't just want, that. It ain't you, just that. You want guys to, you know, build a relationship? Now, you can do that two ways. Even if the preseason didn't exist, you can still build a relationship with your guys. Now, in terms of blocking assignments, that's, an, you know, a, a regular thing. You don't need to do it in a game. You should learn it as your – that's your job. That's your whole fucking job. Oh, let me ask you a question regarding that, Walt. If the Bears are practicing, according to you, they're practicing in practice against their their team. So if we're only practicing against a 4-3, because that's what we run. So now we're faced with a 3-4 in Green Bay. Do you do, do not your uh, blocking assignments change? Yes, of course. Your blocking assignments are going to change. But so, what you do as a coach, what you do as a coach... If you have your second line offense, switch it up and mimic what you're going to go up against. That's okay, so, that, that, so, that's coaching 101. Okay, but so my, my point is, when this person is mimicking what the Green Bay supposed to be, well, they what they might be doing, they're probably going about sixty percent, as opposed to if you were actually playing in a preseason game, those players while they're in, they're going a hundred percent. So the speed of the game is a lot faster. So therefore, you would have a different look and react differently. So if you're never playing in that preseason game, you don't know what it's like to go 100% because in practice, you're not going 100% like that against these different fronts. So if you have a rookie in right who only played one quarter, he's not ready. you got a right guard who's never played no no preseason snaps. He's not ready. So all these things are a combination of not being ready because they didn't get a chance to play in the preseason, granted, due to injury, due to these other things, but it's not happening. So we're now not going to get up to par to about the fourth game. That's my whole point. I mean, I'm not saying it's never going to be fixable, but it's we probably won't be able to catch up until about the fourth game because we're we're just not with the continuity there yet. But it sounds like from what you're saying is that that I just pulled some random homeless guy off the street and threw him into a right guard position. That's not the case. These guys have been playing for many years, not even just the NFL, but in college. Yes, the speed of the game is different. I'm not I'm not saying that at all. But the um, the job itself is still the same, whether you're doing it at 100 percent, 60 percent, 200 percent. But Walt, in that case, I mean, I I look at. Uh... Nate Davis and Chase Claypool is being very, very similar situations. And in that case, the leash is very short. And, Peter, to your credit, you're the only one I've heard voice any kind of concern over right. What about Everybody's Nate got Davis? him as a lock because he's a, a number, you know, a 10th overall pick. And you're the only one that's been like, hey, not only did he drop 30 pounds, but he has to now play in the NFL, which is a huge, huge hill to climb. Um, but you can't just you can't just give these guys a pass because they're experienced. 
at the end of the day, the production is the production. Like, I am so sick of Claypool. The video I shared with you guys is, is just Claypool torching the game. And although some people bring up the fact like, oh, well, you know, there's still other plays to be made and this and that and blah, 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 or the scheme wasn't great or this and that. At the end of the day, you were it was seven to six, then it was ten to six, seventeen to six, twenty-four to six. We're talking about three or four possessions in a row that went three and outs. One of them was a fumble. One of them was a pick six, which is a hundred percent on Justin Fields, in my opinion. I love Justin Fields, but in my opinion, it's a hundred percent on him throwing that pick six. And you could say, okay, well the. Um, the inability to have any kind of success in the uh, first half kind of led him towards pressing a little bit more and throwing that pick six. Yes, it did. That's exactly right. And, Mm -hmm. and the the scheme didn't help and everything didn't help. But at the end of the day, that ball leaves his hand, whether it's a fumble or whether it's an interception that's on him. And we're asking this kid to do the impossible because he is getting no help anywhere. And of course he's going to fail. Of course he's going to throw a pick. Of course he's going to fumble. He's literally trying to be a one-man team, and it's due to things like Chase Claypool sitting there just butchering. I mean, okay, not only was he thrown to twice and dropped twice, and granted, if we're going to get um, detailed, on that second, on that second uh, shallow cross, as soon as he cleared that linebacker, that ball should have been out but it wasn't, there was a little bit of hesitation and that ball was thrown at a point where that corner can come in. And not only was it thrown high, so Chase Claypool has to reach up. Polsky, I'm sorry. The open to hit, but I have that corner's hit. coming in to, to just hit him. And I, so that's not the best situation to catch a ball, and that's on fields. But at the end of the day, that was mistake number eight for Chase Claypool. I have an obligation to fill from our sponsors. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I've gone way past no, I'm it. Done. I'm done. Greetings. I'm Dr. Dick Richards. You may know my brother, Chim Richards, from the iconic film, Anchorman. But I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about my revolutionary new product, Drippy Dicks. Have you ever thought you were done going pee-pee? And then suddenly you found... Dr. Dick, the camera's to your left. Oh, I'm totally interested. Damn it! You told me the camera was to my right. Have you ever thought you were done going pee-pee? Only moments later to find a drip or two or three... In your underwear? Perhaps even saturated oh. through to your outerwear? Have you ever felt ashamed? Awesome. Well, feel ashamed no more. Even the iconic <laughs> legendary musician Elvis Presley has had his own share of drippy dick. For all the males and the they, them, there, though, thou arts out there. Anyone with a dick. I've invented a revolutionary patented design called drippy dicks. How much? Not only will it prevent your outerwear from becoming saturated but also your innerwear. Here's how it works. Our state-of-the-art patented design can absorb up to two and a half cups of pee-pee. Simply remove the plastic from the adhesive side. Place adhesive side down in your banana hammock. Nobody wants a sticky pee-pee. We're trying to prevent a drippy pee-pee. Just watch Drippy Dicks go to work. The banana hammock is still dry. Just look at that absorption. That's the patented design of Drippy Dicks. Drippy Dicks. Made by a dick for a dick.
We had to get that word in there from our, our sponsors, guys. Sorry to interrupt you. Getting paid for that. So I want to I want to address real quick. I don't know. Dicks today, guys. Oh yeah, wipe your dicks. Uh, pause. Um, one thing while uh, depression Polsky was going off, Cliff was talking about. Um, yeah, Cliff was. Cliff, I'm going up to a quote where he said uh, we should have wrote the D. Look, I don't know if anybody caught that. I was laughing. <laughs> because I was trying to find anything to laugh at because Paulski was depressing us about Claypool and all the bullshit that went on. Uh, but he then he had another good quote about Fields and stating that Fields did not progress in getting the ball out. That did not happen. Like, that, that was false. He got the ball out at a rate of 2.38 seconds per pass when there was a clear pocket. He was 16 of 22 for 133 yards. From the first quarter to the third quarter. Once the third quarter, once they were down multiple touchdowns, the plays become much longer because you're trying to get further downfield. So then it looks like he's holding the ball longer because there was a dr drastic change. Because remember, there were 15 screens. <laughs> so the ball was coming out, coming out, coming out. And then when there weren't screens, he was going through progressions, dropping it off to – they were not checkdowns. There were a difference between checkdowns and going to your, your out or, or a, a tight end that's going on an out or a crosser or something like that. There were several times through the first and third quarter where he showed that he was willing to get the ball out on a timely manner. That's why quarterback school – if you go to quarterback school – I forgot his actual name, but JT, at quarterback JT school was that bro – Sorry. J.T. Sullivan? J.T. Sullivan, yeah. Thank you, guys. But great guy. Great break now. He was right all the way through. But even he, even him himself, he stated that Fields in the beginning of the game was getting the ball out. He was doing what we asked him to do last year. Take what the defense gave you because that's what they were doing. Giving you everything up front, and all they had to do was stand still because they were doing horizontal game plan and at the line. So he was getting the ball out. He spread it around pretty well. It just wasn't efficient because the game plan was efficient. So when they finally started doing every once in a while, throwing in a play where they uh, pointed out that he, Fields missed this guy going this way, but his progression started over here, like DJ Moore was wide open, but his progression is over here. By the time he got to here, it was too late. Yes, he was wide open. Yes, he had a clean pocket, but his progression went right to left. He's in his second year of this offense last year the offense for three games was trash when we tried to do passing game because the o-line was trash then his wide receivers were trash so then we come out of week five or so and we turn to a drastically changed run game where we led with the run game so for the rest of the year the plan was to run 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 fields 15 times run herbert 15 times run montgomery 15 times and throw a pass here or there and a deep bomb here or there. You didn't see none of that. None of that. Then we come out again this year trying to do the same shit that we were doing last year, the first two, three games. Remember well, the Washington game? How, can, can I, let me finish this. Only you answered the question. Nobody else has even answered the other question. We're still waiting on from 10 uh, minutes. Um, I don't know if everybody realizes this. Oh, I'm sorry. Because there was. I'm sorry. Walt jumped in. We were, we were asked a question. 
No, Go you're ahead. right. And I'm but, trying to wait to get the answer. Now I've, I've been sitting here for 10 minutes and I can't remember what the hell the question was. <laughs> About next season, I'm just saying. Man. You're right, Bill. About you're right, Bill. You started off and we're not getting the stuff we're talking about because I don't, I can't be here all for night tonight, guys. Sorry, that too, man. Sorry, I, I got another five, ten minutes. And I just want Bill to finish up his point. I just want to just answer it. But you're right, Bill. You're totally right. We're we're repeating coaching-wise the same exact thing we did last year, and why? Because that style of offense has proven in the past to be very successful. You need a quarterback at the quarterback position. Listen, if if we're going to realistically, if we're going to get wins as the, on this team, we have to do the the style that they learned after week five, week six last year. We have to be a dominant running team. We have to control the clock. Our defense sucks. So, like, we have to be uh, – we, we're really one-dimensional in a way when we do that. So the hope is that this kid has progressed at the quarterback position to the point where you can go out and, and just run a simple offense. They didn't do anything complicated. And I saw the J.T. Sullivan film. I watched it all. And he's right in a lot of ways, but he's also wrong in a lot of ways because the information that we don't have is the game plan itself. They sit there and they talk about all this stuff, but what is – the actual idea here. What actually are you trying to get done? I was so disappointed that there wasn't even a deep post. Like, I'm, how is Fields not able to throw a deep post? How is Fields not able to sit here and just pull the trigger on some of these easy deep down completions and sit there? I get the plays being called or the plays being called, but let's not act like there weren't opportunities you see Mooney jumping up and down here as he's looking yeah. at him and throwing the ball and gets sacked? Dude, I'm, I'm Fields' biggest fan. I'm not biggest fan. The little kid is. But I'm such yeah. a big Fields supporter. But there's certain concern. Like, he cannot manipulate a pocket. He's super quick, but it's always to the edges. Like, why why can't you manipulate a pocket by yourself sometime and hit some deep open routes? But you're, you're – but so – the uh, the okay, I I will start blaming coaching next week and the week after that if they repeat this style, but I will not blame them for opening the season and trying to play in football like football should be played. Well said. Are you done? <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I mean that's my overall idea. Like at the end of the day, you got to at least open up the game plan with. I don't know. This guy coached Aaron Rodgers. So how is that not coaching? Well, because you you probably. Open... Yeah, let me finish my question. The, the, the you say you have, if you have to finish, I mean, if you have to open up the, 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 the field, isn't that on coaching to call the plays to open up the field? I think there's plenty of blame to go around everywhere. That was a direct question, though. $2 super chat from from Retro. Let me end the show. Rub one out. Go to sleep. The game plan was not suited to Fields' abilities. It was not the right game plan to run. Also, Fields had coaching? opportunities that he missed. Also, coaching? Yeah, yeah, coaching is partially to blame. But okay. I will blame coaching more. If it was Reset from. I just want him to get rid of the ball Five like three, this. Turn, boom, six, boom, boom, boom. Nice Here's that little play. Vacuum, What's that? 
Tyson Bajan with those vacuum Five plays. Five straight, turn six, seven, Dude, just, reset. It's, it's the flick, it's the sling of the ball right there. If you take that you're, you're and, and you – Five straight, straight turn six, I'm not. Seven, you take that okay. and you – if you put that on this play, the go, the ball's gone mm-hmm. right there. The ball's no, gone to no, – No, no, no. Go That's false because that, 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 that – I'm sorry, 95 was on him much faster than, than that Look, previous flick. Right compare it. here. I'm, I'm telling you, compare it. The like, ball should come out right here. Right, I'm t- I'm right there is where the ball should have come out. Not not when no, he, was, he, he, he hasn't even played with his back. He just pressed yeah. play, and the guy was right there. That's how quick he slipped that block. He, he didn't play with his back foot yet. Right, right there he did. Right there. Boom. He should have played with his back foot. He throws that ball at the ground. That's the play that I was telling you earlier that he looked to throw. Like, go to the other angle because you have the other angle where he was throwing the ball that way. He got hit and the ball got loose after he hit the ground. Right. You have the here, other angle. Yeah. Look, okay. look at this so angle. Here's, this is what I was trying to go ahead. Here's I'm sorry. Where I'm say what he needs, he, right? The ball needs to come out right here. So he's he's already one more, one extra step into the drop. According to me. If you bam and you're gone right there, the ball is gone and it's it's on its way to Mooney. I think right, right there. I think we have right to there. compare apples to apples on this because if it's if he's supposed to have a five step drop as opposed to a three step drop, as soon as he reaches that back foot, the guy is on him within a second. As soon as he hit that last step on his little back foot. The that guy is on. Boom. There he is. You can't. But Adam, actually, 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 pause, pause, pause it right there. Pause it. Pause it. Exactly. Pause it. Right here. Pause Boom. it right there. That's not. DJ Moore isn't even a read. Look in the middle of the field. Look in the middle. Who Who's next to uh uh the top receiver? Look at where Fields is looking right now. He He's was looking. looking to look in the, the second. Okay. Whoever's at the top and whoever's the next person down. That's look Fields. at the safety. Look at what he wanted to throw to. Look at the streaking receiver that if he got able to throw it downfield, that would have been the better look. That's who he's looking at. He didn't have time to throw that. So while everybody is talking about the one that went up and out, the guy, the second guy down was actually the guy he should have went to. Look at the safety. He is isn't looking it, down, and he is turning around. Isn't and, that and the, I don't know. I can't say. I, it's grainy. That's moving. Sorry. It's moving. Yeah. So right here, he, he took like a double step. So like he drops He has back. to load up. You have to load. You can't just throw it off your – like he's saying, he's not on his back Five foot. Straight, that, six, this guy seven, doesn't have to load it up. 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 It just comes right out. Because he he's did. throwing it out. He, he has to throw but it but deeper. That's the 40, 50-yard bomb he would have to throw. That's the quick release. That's the quick release that feels black. Quick release. It forces him to play. We're talking about – I'm not talking about the out. When you load up and you have to go deep here, you have to throw it deeper. You can't th- have a quick release falling off your back foot when you have to make sure it goes out and past the defense. That's not a quick – you're talking about the quick release that went up and out. I'm talking about the second receiver down. Five. He was, That's the fifth step. The ball should be out right now. He's looking – the receiver I, already. Okay, right there. He's looking at the, the second receiver down. Look where he's looking at. Look at the receiver out there. He is he's about to beat the he's about to split the two defenders. He's Look, open now. The, he's almost at the 50 now. 
that's who he's looking at look at where he's looking yeah he's open now and if you see that's when the get that's when he gets hit as soon as he right. gets off, that's what i'm trying to say off. he was looking to launch it deep and he got hit he was trying to throw to him look he's throwing and ratcheting it up to throw deep the guy was wide open going deep nobody is talking about that and then when he falls here look when he gets hit he's ratcheting it up he's ready to go and he's he about to throw and he has to cut bring it back in because the guy's coming that's who he was going to obviously yes the other guy was wide open but so was the streaking straight deep out the goal ball was there so he was looking he's looking straight down look at where he's looking and then he has to pull it down because he feels the, the guy he was not looking there that was the guy that's the miss that's the unfortunate miss because i believe if right isn't turned to the fucking end zone and he's actually blocking the guy we have a deep i don't know where they're at but about a 60 yard touchdown the to safety is i, I can't see who the second whoever the, i can't really see because it's great i'm sorry y'all probably it over, near the 40 yard line over here right if, right if back, back it up the, back it up a you, second if you're counting from the top mooney is the second one from the top right yes. So look, look at the safety that's turned all the way and following commit. Right. He's following commit. That is where uh, Fields is looking at and trying to go to because the other guy is totally out of position. And if he's able to throw it, that's a 60-yard bomb. I think right there he's looking at Mooney right there. Because he's looking, okay. he's looking the cornerback off that's in that zone. Then he looks and look where he looks again. When he starts ratcheting the ball, he's looking straight down the field at the second receiver down, which I guess y'all say is Moon. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Like I've looked at this over and over again. Look at the, yes, here he's that route was open. Here he's looking. You're saying here he's looking at the first read. He's going to the sideline here to see if that's so. That's his first read. His second read is now Mooney. Boom! He sees him. It's too late. And he's trying to throw, and the guy's coming, so he realizes he's got to – like he was about to launch that ball. I understand. Yes, the guy was open. It would have been nice to throw there first, but what he's seen was the open, and no one has said that. That I just realized that right now. That's why I'm so adamant about because I'm looking at it. He's looking down, and you can tell that Mooney is shrieking. That safety will not be able to flip his fucking hips and catch back up. Y'all see the, the middle field safety, right? If you if you look at it close enough, though. Sorry, go he, ahead. He's waiting for the uh, safety to commit to either Mooney or commit. Once yes, he then commits to commit, then he loads up to, to uh, throw it because, boom, he's not even had his – he hasn't got to his uh, back foot yet. So right, and he's right looking off that beat, top corner. Sorry. Right is getting beat horribly. So he's not even back to his back foot yet. The moment he gets to his back foot is when he then sees that Mooney breaks open. Back foot right there. So he's, now he's on his Clip. back foot. Now, right. This, it's almost like this. The, the show, the throw should have been right. That should the, his back foot's there. But see, right there. But look, that's not who he focused on throwing to, though. Is what we're saying. I, I know you guys saying, want him to go the out. You guys want him to go the out. But the the right, if he was properly blocked. And he was ready to ratchet up. You cannot keep it going until he gets to about the 45, to the second. 
Now he's on Everything his back foot, is, right he's there. He's gone. He's out of there. All he got to do now, is lay it up. Now, now, if you look at it right there, he's just he just now and hit the his defender back. is on him. He just and he would have laid that bitch out. Yeah, he just now hit his back foot. So now yes, he sir. already throw it to Mooney because Mooney is just now breaking open up until. Oh, I guess what I'm what I'm saying here is, I know you're saying that the first progression was probably to the top receiver to the out, and right. he was looking yes. there, and then but if if he's seeing the safety up at the fifty running to his left, that should have been enough for him to know that Mooney was going to be open there, and then therefore if you have a release that's like this, it, it can come out faster. Is, is all I'm saying. If you could if you could just add his you're release. That's not the same as yeah. the out. The out would have been a quicker throw. But that he needed Can one we... more step, like PJ was saying. He needed that one more step to get to the back foot for the Mooney. That's a difference. What you're saying, I agree with you. What you're saying, if he was going to throw to the top receiver, yes, he should have threw it then. But Mooney needed one more step. That's He had to clear the path of the cornerback, which was the 45. That was his last step and he was getting ready to throw it to but that's not a three-step drop with that film i mean with that player that you keep showing uh shorty he hops i mean as quick as he's throwing the ball out his footwork is he's hopping so his footwork is actually bad because as soon as on that video you're showing he gets his back foot he hops then he throws it thank you that's what i'm saying it's so even right here that out would have been open if he's throwing it to the sideline, because he's he has to throw the receiver open. If, so we, flip, get, if we flip this, I'm telling you, I'm, I, I am telling you, if we flip this, I'm telling you, if someone actually paid attention to this, because everybody's so dire about that out, and that would have been just the first down. Nobody gets hyper excited about first downs when there is a deep route missed. Most people look at the deep routes and be like, how the fuck did he miss that wide open gas streak and wide, wide open? That's the play we want. That's the play he was looking for. And if he was able to hit that, ain't none of no, not one person would be talking about the guy going up. And the reason why he wasn't able to hit the guy was because 95 was barreling down on him. He is looking, he looked off the cornerback that went up towards towards uh the outgoing top wide receiver. Uh, the safety committed to commit. He's trying to get it out, but the right fucking lost his fucking block. We would not be talking about this play if he was able to throw that ball. That is Wright's fault. That is not Fields' fault. Yes, he could have made the safe play to the guy, but this isn't a Fields was hesitant to throw. He was ratcheting up to throw it deep. Okay. Yeah. I just think, in my personal opinion, I just think that if he had a quick release – this ball would have already been gone to one of those two guys. He would have thrown him open, either either sure. to the left sideline or to Mooney, because he would have seen the safety he was turn going the other direction, and he would have known right here. Don't take that extra hop. Just get rid of the fucking ball. When I see the cornerback right here, the cornerback easily could have could have caught up, caught up when he seen him throw it. When I was saying he's already hop. he's trying to look off the cornerback is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm, yeah, I'm, I got the, the video. The guy had an extra hop. As soon as Mooney gets his back foot, he's getting hit. In the video, you keep saying that you wish he had that type of release. If you look at that video, when that guy hits, when when he hits his back foot, he's gonna hop. 
What? Five straight? Turn six, seven. Oh, he set. He hopped. Right. He hopped. Yeah. Right. Mooney, got, Mooney did not hop. He hopped. Five straight. Turn six, seven. You mean Justin did not hop? Huh? Justin, you mean Justin did not hop. As soon as Justin got to his back foot, he got hit. Right. He did hop, though. Watch it in real time. Right there. He hopped, he hopped right there. So I right gave foot. Long he, he took an extra hop. Planted right there. He planted in. Started throwing. What are you talking about? A hop? He planted there. He planted right there. That's what we're right saying. The... He planted. He's planted. His foot is down. There's no He's hop. He's still taking his steps, man. He's still yeah. taking his steps. Listen, take this is take one it. play. One play. Uh, but there, the, the issue starts to become when you start to consider that it's year three for him, and that there's more than just one example of this in the season opener. And so, listen. I, I, my personal opinion is there's plenty of blame to go around. Of course, play calling is one of them, but you can't sit there and pretend that there weren't some opportunities for fields to make a play. And he did not Now. I also it's think at the same time, he's doing what he tried to do last year. And it's put the whole team on his shoulders. And that's a tough task to ask of any quarterback, but uh, I don't know, Walt, if you have, I, I try to, um, provide you another example of a view from uh, the camera behind fields of a play breaking out. And then JT Sullivan's opinion of that same view. And, okay, you know, I, right I, now. yeah. So, so if you could put it up there, um, cause I try to ask people like, when you look at this, which, uh, which route would you throw? And JT Sullivan was very, very critical of it. But when you look at it at, at a still shot, it, it's the only detail in that entire play, and it was the it was what it was is there was a, a Khalil Herbert was um, running uh, flat, and then DJ Moore is out there, and he's running like this uh, up and out, and you know you could see that Packers corner right there, kind of creeping up towards him, but the the key detail in this entire play is that the safety that's right to the right of DJ Moore up at towards like the top off to the field, that his hips are turned completely to the right of the field. And he's the guy that's going to have to guard DJ Moore unless that corner is a really good player and decides to just anticipate the throw to the right instead of biting in on the flat with Khalil Herbert and fields just take the safety, uh, the safe, throw and he dumps it off to Khalil Herbert but JT Sullivan in his video about him went in on how he should anticipate DJ Moore being open in that spot and I sent that second image to you Walt I don't know if you could bring that up and it was uh, a screenshot of JT Sullivan's video and it, when you see it from the quarterback's perspective though for you. It's that one detail that really only matters and uh, the key part to all this is Fields is in year three at this point, you should be starting to recognize. PJ, what's your what's your question? Because that cornerback is looking back at Fields, if he throws the ball right there to to uh, more breaking out, and this is what JT Sullivan pointed out, he said he probably Fields didn't throw it be, probably because he see that the cornerback still looking at him. It's called it's peak cover. Called peaking covers. It's to bait you. But go ahead. I mean, so. Until the cornerback turns his head, by the time he turns his head, 
and uh, DJ Moore is then open, I wouldn't feel comfortable with him making that pass either. Because right mm-hmm. now, if he goes to throw that in, in, in anticipation of him breaking out, the quarterback will see that, and he can break off from covering Mooney or whoever he's tuning, I mean covering, and uh, make the play on the ball. It's not until he turns his head that you should actually make that pass. He but the only reason I bring any of this up is because these are the minute details we have to go into to find faults for fields. And at the end of the day, you know, you have guys in this league like Peyton Manning who – name me Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator. Now, I'm not trying to compare fields to Peyton Manning, but at the same time, that is the – that is the high bar set for the capability of this position. You can overcome just about every offensive mistake as a quarterback. So obviously fields needs growth. And in order to grow, you need help. And that help is not necessarily coming from coaching. I understand why a lot of people are blaming the coaching and the game plan, this and that, but uh, there's just so much going wrong. At a lot of different spots, at a lot of different positions. I mean, are you just going to blow off what I said, though? Uh, pretty much. Huh? No, I'm not. PJ, you're right. In my opinion, the chance of most success in this play is the dump off to Herbert. Because you're right. At this point, when he's looking up and he's got a release, no matter, no matter if his release is a half a second faster than the next guy or this and that. He's got time right here. There's no pressure. He's got to make a choice. The best choice is the dump off to Herbert. Because if that guy can make a play, dodge a guy, dodge two guys, if he's got playmakers around him, then guess what? It could go out. It could. It's a completion. It's an easy completion. I always will take an easy completion. I mean, that's that's Tom Brady in a nutshell. He'll slice and dice you, right? Take two yards. Take three yards. Okay. It might become 20 yards, 30 yards. However, so I, I don't get the, that's why uh, so, JT Sullivan's not necessarily completely right. I mean, he's got an opinion. Only thing I'm saying is sure there's anticipation missing there, or is it just being careful? But if it's being I'm careful, this team's not, not, not skilled enough. I'm saying one moment we criticize Fields for holding on the ball too long, next moment we criticize him for uh, not getting, uh, not getting rid of it soon enough. It's like no, I, on, on I this particular play, the because people I, that fucked up. Because I when I, I job, heard I JT think. Sullivan talk about this play, this is the point I heard. I remember him making. He's like, because of that cornerback, you don't know where where he's going. And number forty-seven mm-hmm. here is look like he's very geared around uh, Braxton Jones. Make the safe pass. Be done with it. Now, yeah. In a perfect world, you do want to hit DJ on the out. But because mm-hmm. the cornerback has not yet turned his head, he can actually break on the ball. Do you trust DJ? Even the far even the cornerback farthest to the left that, that's uh taking the outgoing wire receiver. It feels throw right. If Fields throws it right now, he's playing peak coverage. So he yeah. all he has to do is stop and come up. There's a he Fields would have to layer that ball. Over two defenders that's on one on 24, one that's behind uh, the one on 24, and then try to find where the best spacing and the safest play is to Herbert, who has more room to run at that angle and going towards the first down stick. Like we're faulting him, and people keep on saying he didn't get the ball out fast enough. These were the plays where he constantly made that day that got the ball 
out fast enough, but everybody's now mad because they go back and watch all 22 and they got access and they're like, well, he didn't go to this guy. But right. when he does get it out fast, it's like PJ saying, when he does get it out fast, y'all like, well, he should have just waited for that guy or he should have just but, anticipated. Anticipated what, an interception for y'all to be mad at when he throws it? I would love for Walt to upload the second picture of JT Sullivan's take on it because he critically claimed that this ball definitely should have gone to number two. DJ Moore. Right. And that, this is the anticipation that Fields is missing. And this is that. And I completely disagree with it. Listen, that guy's way smarter than me. He's got way more experience than me. He's he's way more successful than me. But he's not 100 percent right. No, when you sit there and kind of look at it from different angles and stuff like that, 100 percent I would throw it to Herbert right here. There's no right. if, ands, or buts about it. But unless he's unless, unless that he left should have gone to number two. If the receiver on the left was doing a curl route, then that would be the guy. You talking about Mooney? Yeah, is that the is that Mooney on the left with the cornerback still looking yeah. on the other side? Yeah, yeah. See what happened on that second image. On, on what happened on the, what happened on this play is Mooney is taking the guy. He's he's going he's going to the uh, end zone. That's where Mooney's headed because Fields is looking at that cornerback that's on Mooney. That cornerback's looking back at him. It's not until probably the next step that cornerback then turns his head. That's when DJ Moore becomes open and he has that out then. But by that time, by the, by the time he does that, he already made up in his mind to throw it to um, what's his name? Um, Herbert. Uh, what's his, what is it? Herbert. You talking about Herbert? Yeah, he already, he already made up his mind to throw it to Herbert. So that's what I'm saying. He's he's reading that cornerback. That cornerback's looking back, and then till that cornerback turns his head, he just went ahead and threw it to uh, Herbert. And everybody's talking about trust his wide receivers. His receivers ain't going to be able to stop that interception if they come out of that break looking for the ball because all that peaking cornerback has to do if he throws it now is step up is what P.J. is saying. So as of right now, if he throws it and lays it out there, that peaking cornerback can just step up, pick it off, and it's a pick six because Moore has to turn to look at him so he doesn't know that the peaking cornerback is coming back. Hey, uh, for the people in the chat, uh, Leo, I'm not saying Mooney's open. I'm not saying Mooney's open at all. I'm saying the cornerback who's all over there with Mooney is guarding Mooney while still looking back. So I'm saying if – as Mooney is taking him away, once he turns his head, you can then throw it to Moore because that's when Moore pops open. But because he went ahead and got rid of it quickly. Here, here, here's another situation here, guys. That's man coverage right there. Why not just take the shot and just try to drop it in the bread box to Mooney deep? What's the, what is this play? Is this is this just a picture? It's a picture. It's just it's just a still. It's a cherry pick still to show a narrative. Still images in this sense. Oh, yeah. Is that, it, Mooney has. I've kept my mouth shut this whole time. Can I talk, please? Okay. Thank you. So, yes, you can make the assumption that, oh, he leads DJ Moore, and it could be a touchdown. It could be a complete pass. That cornerback could come up, step up, intercept, like Bill was saying. We don't know. So, Fields made the decision to go to Herbert. In this case, it was a good play. He ended up getting eight yards out of it, so it's a, it's a win-win at the end of the day. To go ahead and talk a hypothetical, we're not inside field text. I don't care who you are, if you're JT, whatever, or 
you know we don't know what he's thinking what he's seeing we're not you know we're not inside his skull so i mean if i'm looking at it here they they, they won the play it wasn't a huge bomb but who gives a shit you gotta move the ball all last season was a wolf fields has to work on the fundamentals and make quick throws short throws he's making it right here and you're complaining but so in that case then the the no, plays not, being called I'm are being I'm not, I'm not saying you're sure. I'm just saying in general as a fan base that they're complaining right. at this throw. Right. And then just to just to piggyback off Walt and I'll give it back to you, Walt. If he does that this time, then the next time they call that play, this is what, what coaches do and, and game plans do. After that play works that way, then the next time Fields can come back, fake hitch to Herbert because they think that's the play again. And then that sucks up the defense, and then he can hit the plays y'all want, either that deep out to Mooney or that crosser to Moore. Sometimes it's a setup game that we don't know what the setup is, is what I'm trying to explain to people. That's why I'm like, sometimes you got to really look and think of what the progressions are, what the coach is telling him to do, what number he's telling him to go to. And it's not all about backyard football and disrespecting the coach because you think he should have thrown that and laid it out. He's going off of what the game plan is and what the coach wants. First, go to this layer because it's open. We, we trick him on the next one. We look at the film on, on the sideline. We'll try it again and flip the field and maybe do it on a reverse angle and go the other way with it. And then we'll suck that side of the defense up because they think they've seen it already. So that's yeah, all I mean, I'm saying. Sorry. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no. What, what I mean is, uh, like Rage Orgles, people are complaining that he was safe. I mean, it's – it's, it's good if he does it and he's like, oh, you know, he did it great, but now he didn't throw the deep ball. Or if he threw the deep ball and missed, he didn't throw the short route. So people are going to complain to complain. It's just as it is. I don't think we – do we know what the down and distance is on this play? Because – That's, because that's it, another thing, too. The context is removed in right. this picture. Right, and that's what right. I'm saying. I mean right. – Again, because when I first, because I, when I seen the play, JT talking about this play on this show, I'm watching it. And I'm like, yeah, if he would have waited just a half a second longer, uh, more would have been open. But because he got the guy right there in the flat, boom, he gave it to him. So I'm not complaining about him giving it to him. Yeah, in retrospect, I'm thinking now, like, yeah, we should throw more deep passes, but. But again, given this context where it is, I'm perfectly fine with him throwing the ball to Herbert at that time. Yeah, yeah because you're, you're seeing that linebacker turning inside for whatever reason. Right. So it's, it's clearly that could be one of those that could be like the play in the preseason right there for all you know. Yeah. Dude. I mean, there isn't a doubt blocking, of course. So that's that's actually raw, a very shitty statement to say, but it would have been at least, you know, 10 yards, eight yards. Oh. I said it at the start of this. If you're Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or maybe Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees, the key here is that safety, that free safety with his hips turned towards the right side of the field while your wide receiver is cutting left. But I mean, but that's, listen, that's at a level of detail that is way beyond his damn team. So when it comes to my frustration, I, it's going to be the obvious stuff. The defense sucks. Chase Claypool keep messes up all right all right right. you're done for a second what i wanted to say is this might be a cool segment to like call this play pontification and just take a take a screenshot like this 
and just pontificate what the play could be, even though we've already watched the game. But she, like, we don't even know exactly what play this is, right? Yeah. Kind of interesting. I, I like the pontification of it that we get to kind of just talk about what we think this should be. It is kind of fun. Well, I mean, because I'm I'm looking I'm looking at the chat and I'm seeing what Cliff is saying is Fields has to realize a wide receiver will be open and let the ball go. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to tell Cliff as well as everyone in the chat is that that cornerback is baiting him. The one that's guarding Mooney, he's right. baiting him. So yep. if Fields mm-hmm. make that throw the uh more right now, he's gonna break off a of Mooney and come get the interception. It, right. it wasn't until like like I said, another step or so, he then turns his head and runs with Mooney. That's when Moore becomes open. But by that time that happens, he has already thrown the ball to Herbert. But because yeah, you guys, can't see like it that, from this angle here with the cornerback coming in. I mean, but that's what that's where the I'm criticism. Sorry, I'm I feel like even asked y'all where's his helmet? Where's his helmet looking at? Y'all ain't even paid attention to that. But go ahead, guys. No, we're not going to win this way because Walt, but, I didn't hear what Walt but, said. Like, no, Lamar Jackson got no one's trying to win. No one's trying to win. Y'all just not paying attention to the facts that we're stating. No one's trying to win, but y'all deflecting the, the actual facts that we're stating about the way the defense is playing and trying to actually bait that throw. So it's not about winning. It's about actually, like, really paying attention to what PJ is saying about the bait He's technique. That is, that is an Ooh. actual bait technique that 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 coaches, defensive coaches use. Where yep. until That's why the linebackers break out the inside. That's why he made the right choice and just dumped it off. Yep. Yeah, but he's not at this. He's not. He's not Peyton Manning here. Like guys, he's not at this level. Yeah, like he, what they need to do is they need to they need to they need to cut the field in half. I don't know. I don't know. Well, well, I don't know either. <laughs> it's like saying he's yeah. not John Montana. No, no shit. Yeah, <laughs> I guarantee you, if he threw that and it was intercepted, we'll be back looking at this play right now and asking why he throw that. I guarantee <laughs> exactly. you. And we're trying to point out the fact. PJ is trying to point out the fact that I'm just talking about the chat because the chat's still going wild. They're not going to listen. I love the chat. I love everybody. I love Cliff. Me and Cliff had great conversation. And everybody, Leo too. But realistically, what's up, Samo? But that that defense is made to bait that throw. Yes, after you click and two seconds later, you see more running towards that soft zone. Yeah, he's open then. After come way after he's already thrown the ball, but that's what PJ is pointing out. He went with the safer throw with more space. If you look on the left side of the field, you got all that space. And after Herbert catches the ball, all he has to do is make somebody miss, and then the blocking will come from the outside receiver to go up that side. The horizontal game plan was created, as Getty explained, was to attack the outer rim so you can go out quick and then use that space to go up the sideline so they didn't want to make any mistakes over the middle of the field so that's why the ball came out quick so then they can take advantage of their fast running back that can make people miss and use that blocking to go upfield vel to your point the pick six was made in the middle of the field and I, I do agree with you I did it he made that mistake 
That's late in the game. Stop talking yeah. about the bullshit that happened no, 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 late no, no, in no. the fucking no, no. game. Listen, man. That's two uh, the different person things. that disagrees is Jakey Sullivan. The the guy that, that my buddy's like, oh, this look at this. This is completely right and this and that. I like that. And I said, no. Hey, listen, in my opinion, you definitely I made the bathroom. I, I, I agree. It was a bad throw, but it's just a different. I'm sorry. It's just a different, different point of the game. He it was a bad throw. He was trying to make something happen. He was trying to play hero ball. That's that's the only thing I'm saying. So all respect to you, Paulski. I'm just saying that that was a different part of the game. That's him forcing the issue. We've seen it happen with Pat Mahomes. We've seen it happen Ooh. with uh, Peyton Manning and everybody. Every quarterback, like I do it every season. If you go back last season, I point out 50 interceptions per week. And bad throws. I, I pointed out the um Josh Allen. Josh Allen threw three interceptions, two deep balls, and one where the crosser route, he picked that crosser route and he threw it in between two people. And what time was it? At the end towards the end of the game, where he was trying to make something happen. So even the elite of the elite do it. It's just Fields is younger and he finally has this year, not last year. Everybody talk about two years. He's been in the league two, three, this is year three. He's had shitty situations year one and year two where now he can actually focus and have better on paper situations here, in year two of an offense. Here's the summary of the whole fucking thing to put this to bed because it's going on three and a half hours. Now I don't want to, I didn't even put out the last uh, show on to audio yeah. stream because it was six and yeah, a half. Fucking awesome. Take. They, they still in the chat. They love it. Here's awesome the summary. Take, here's the summary to this. We are all just emotionally distraught because we just lost to the fucking Packers the first game of the season to a new regime quarterback who we think is going to suck just like we thought Rodgers was going to suck when he took over. And there was some things that happened in that game that were very Rodgers-esque, like the ball bouncing right into his hand on that fucked up. Uh, snap and then he just flings it to a wide open guy stuff like that the first down play that I showed that was clearly a first fucking down people in chat said Komet had the first down as well from the side view don't interrupt me let me finish let me fucking finish <laughs> never I'm trying to wrap up the show damn it <laughs> get the fuck out of here <laughs> So it's a Packers week one loss to a new regime quarterback. We are all emotionally distraught by these Packer losses. Here comes another regime. We all, we are all pumped thinking that we could win this game and what it would mean if we could. And we came out flat. It doesn't mean that Justin Fields sucks. It doesn't mean that this team sucks. It doesn't mean that their offensive and defensive coordinators need to be fired. It means that we are all overreactive fans because it is one game far more important than any other game because it was the Packers. If we, if it was the fucking the Lions, we wouldn't feel this way. It's the fucking Packers that made this so personal for all of us as fans and we're all sitting here trying to find reasons to, 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 to say that oh, our team... No, let's all bind together and realize it's one, it is truly one fucking game. And if we all just actually, instead of thinking negatively and trying to break all this down negatively, I've done it myself tonight, and we all come together and just try to be positive and realize 
hey, if we're 0 and 8, we can we can sit here and bitch and whine and moan and complain all we want. But let the process happen. And until it becomes uh, a disaster, I say we all just bear the fuck down. And I'm going to end the show on that, Please. man, because I got to go to bed, guys. Hey, I got a depressing story real quick. 30 oh, seconds. He's ready to wrap it, Paulski. We'll do it 30 another seconds, day. 30 seconds. I'm at Deke's View before the game, and I, I literally paid for shirts that say Just Incredible Fields. Right. And this guy flew in from Philadelphia, met me before the game right in front of the stadium. I, I did a little thing with him where I asked him trivia on this and that, and I gave him a free Just Incredible Fields T-shirt. And after the game, I messaged right. him, and I said, listen, Deke's View, um, I guess you could use that shirt as an oil rag or maybe a campfire starter, like set up sticks and then put the shirt in the middle. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, guys, you want to end the show on a one, two, three bears? Sure. One, two, three. Bears. Bears.